piece of a pig. And also severely depressed. And this is bacon and eggs. <laughs> That's weird. Well, think about the think about the the themes that we're gonna that we're gonna start talking about. Killing, maiming, torture, mutilation, chopping up things. It it just takes a toll on you after a murdering while. Murdering people. I'm gonna we're gonna get into that by the way, <laughs> uh, because Jesus Christ. This is a log flume podcast. This is a heavy metal podcast. This is a pop culture podcast. This is a podcast. This is excited about going to see a heavy metal show very soon. Can't even call it heavy metal, bro. You can't? No. Okay, well, I'll have you explain yourself in a second. Well, let's get through with the intro first. Okay. Jimmy and I are uh, concert buddies been friends for a long time we're going to take the opportunity to both take a pseudo vacation day and make our way over to the delmore hall to see a little band called cannibal corpse they have fucking 14 albums at this point studio albums yeah that doesn't even include live and live shit and Mm -mm. compilations and whatever else but we're going to uh take this opportunity to cover quite a bit of their catalog and i believe jimmy is excited about it even though he's not showing it whatsoever <laughs> oh this is this is my this is my this is my campbell corpse face yeah well okay so that is one of the approaches you can take to going to a heavy metal show is being the guy who stands there with his arms crossed just a scowl on his it's favorite. the impress me bro <laughs> <laughs> is what that is uh and uh, being an experienced uh heavy metal drummer playing on a stage two people like that there's always that guy yeah and he uh, he makes his way to the mosh pit and yeah. just stands there like you guys are pussies well that's the only time he'll uncross his arms he'll put out his arm like this to stop people from running into him or he'll just go in there and punch people that's the two things the Impress Me Bro guy does. Anyway, uh, so Jimmy and I have been planning this for a few weeks. Jimmy, you had plenty of time, but it turns out you didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess the approach for this one is going to be I'm going to go over the stuff that I covered and... I'll have you chime in here and there, and I do. I did kind of mix it up, and I don't just like it. Isn't just all me talking about the records only. Mm-hmm. I also included commentary from people online. Okay, so because I like that over the spectrum of the podcast that we do now, we're incorporating that more, and people seem to enjoy that, like pulling from the scum of the internet <laughs> and incorporating that into our conversations. Because it's always completely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, I took the latter days. I didn't get to listen to the newest that came out this year. Uh, Red Over Black, I think it's called. Something like that. Okay. But I listened to six records, and we're going to talk about those six records. Now, did you want to pick up Wikipedia and just read the basic bio real quick? Sure. If there's a short version of the bio or something like that just read that so the people who are unfamiliar with cannibal corpse 
get some kind of semblance as to, you know, where this band is from. When were when delete. did they oh, come boy. out with their first record? You almost, you almost hold, heard porn. Oh, oh. <laughs> so now we know the last thing that you looked up. Yeah, well, you don't know. I know what it was. Well, I, I have a reasonable facsimile in my head of what kind of porn you watch. So I'm I'm curious. Go ahead. While Tentacle I... porn. Damn it. <laughs> that was right. Yeah. By the way. People in our friend group have brought up tentacle porn here and there, and I never actually knew what it was until very recently. It came up somehow in my feed, and now I know what tentacle porn is. So. Oh, I was going to say, you you know where where and why it came up, right? I mean, the it's, Japanese government doesn't allow hardcore pornography, so so they incorporate tentacle uh, penises into yeah. anime porn because they're not allowed to even show animated penises. Right, even like in Japan, like in true Japanese porn, there's pixelation over the males. Right, right, it's fucking weird. But the but the anime porn, the yeah. hentai, mm-hmm. features tentacles. Yeah, which is. Says some weird shit. I mean, and if you and if and if you're getting disturbed by this talk, yeah. <laughs> turn this fucking episode off because yeah, Cannibal Corpse. Some of their lyrics. Yeah, so I'm gonna have you be lyrics looker upper guy. Yeah, that's fine. On on occasion. Yeah, if we want to go there. That's All fine. Right? Yeah. Okay. So Cannibal Corpse is an American death metal band from Buffalo. Gotta love their wings. Now Me- they're centralized in Florida. Right. But for a really, really long time, they just were centralized in Buffalo, New York, which is one of, I, you know, it's not the best place to live in the in the world. No. Uh, it's I- very, very cold most of the year. They get fucking annihilated with snow. Um, Yeah. I mean, Florida I, is Florida is pretty much the home of death metal. So, yeah. And I'll, I I went up to the New York area, and you don't go through Buffalo if you <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like it's out of the way, even if you're going through New York State. Yeah, yeah because now they're based in sunny Tampa, Florida. So, right? Yeah. Um, formed in December of 1988, the band has released 14 studio albums, two box sets, four video albums, and two live albums. Yeah, and so late 80s is kind of hotbed mm-hmm. for the legendary uh death metal bands you know death cannibal corpse there's plenty of them we're not going to get into them today no i'm and i'll i'll establish out front i am not really that knowledgeable in death metal it it was never something that i went to up until more recently i've expanded Um, whereas me in high school i was that edgy kid that I wasn't I wasn't cool enough to like wear an exhumed shirt. Yeah. Um there was only like four or five of them. Yeah. But I would be secretly listening to it in my little my little headphones. Yeah. And see in stores in fucking like Hot Topic or whatever, there weren't death metal shirts at this time. No. Um you know, move that mic a little closer to you. Um they were I mean, it's pretty much you only would find death metal if you went to a death metal show. Hence, and there wasn't YouTube back then either. So it was much more difficult for me to discover death metal unless it was on Headbangers Ball or something like that, and I didn't really watch that that often. 
Yeah, I just went. I just went to Streetside Records and went to their death metal section. Yeah, see, like unless you go to the record store, right, mm. and you exclusively find something, you know. It was uh, because of the people that I was hanging out with at the time. That's right. really all it was. Yeah, and it did I mean that is a huge factor when it comes to discovering new music. I was the oldest of my brothers, so I didn't really have anybody to introduce me to music besides my stepdad, and he was more into stuff like Raising Against a Machine. You know what I mean? Not death metal. He was never into the hardcore death metal. Actually, neither of my dads were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, more recently expanded my horizons. Uh, now I want to go to death metal shows if they're ever on the fucking weekend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hence, Cannibal Corpse. And I can't remember who is opening for them. I think it's maybe like Hate Eternal or something like that is opening for them. I'd have to look it up. Keep talking. I'll look it up. Uh, so here's the situation of me listening to this. Mm-hmm. I treated it just like I do when I get in the zone of listening to any kind of heavy metal or any music in general. I put on the really nice headphones that I have. Okay. The ones that cover your ears completely. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't have any, but I don't have Lindsay in the room to distract me from really like zoning in so I can analyze it. Like C- actually cannibal- like. Cannibal Corpse with Hate Eternal and Harm's Way. I got one right. I think Harm's Way is more of a hardcore band, too. Which, that makes a lot of sense to me, because they're both heavy, hard. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, what was they? You have Lindsay out of the room, so oh, she yeah. doesn't distract you. I wait, Okay, on the weekends I wake up at, like, fucking 4 a.m. sometimes. So I just have a bunch of fucking free time. Before I have to do shit later. You know what I mean? So that's that was when I picked my spots to actually do this stuff for the podcast. Get in the zone. The auto zone. <laughs> I would put on these records. And I don't have any distractions. I get in my notebook and I start writing down notes as I go through the songs. I And for this music specifically, I make sure that shit is loud. You know what I mean? Because that is how it is meant to be listened to. It is meant to fucking make your ears ring after you listen to it. Not just fucking casual, you know what I'm saying? Not just like half volume. Push it to the fucking max, yeah. right? And uh, so, in experiencing it, I also decided, fuck, I kind of want to put on some wrestling while I do this. <laughs> so, I used the opportunity to also catch up on all the Japanese wrestling I had missed. Uh, so that's the situation of me listening to these. Now let's get into the record, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as I said, I took the latter half of the record, so uh, 8 through 14. I got through 13, so we're going to cover 6. And the uh, second half of this podcast is going to cover the early stuff, I think. As long as Jimmy has time. It'll actually work out better that way, too, because I'll have time to listen to them as well. So we can kind of back and forth about it. Uh, Their eighth record is entitled Gore Obsessed Mm -hmm. from 2002. Uh, The cover is a dead guy uh, in a skin slash face cape. (laughs) And uh, he's pulling out organs of a poor young individual. (laughs) And And they're kind of known for these... Mm-hmm. Uh, these kind of uh, artistic interpretations of just awful situations, awful, gory, intense, 
interpretations of just the worst shit you can think of. It's like the artist thought of what is the worst possible situation, <laughs> right? Yeah. The worst, most nightmarish vision. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, well, anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. But. Okay. So the, uh, on this record, the production's pretty top notch for a hardcore metal record. Uh, I like that the guitars were panned, uh, left and right guitar. So, you know, which one is the guy who's going to solo and they do move it to the center when the solo is happening, but you could tell the different guys in the band mm-hmm. when they do that. Like the Ramones used to do that back in the day. A lot of heavy metal, uh, Metallica takes that approach too. But, uh, I definitely like that. So I know which guy it is. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. The drums are pretty on point on this record. Uh, initial, and I have listened to Cannibal Course before, but it was always just sort of spread over the catalog and never really like focus on any records. Even though that's like how I like to listen to stuff with death metal, it's always smaller bites. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I never really spent too long a time listening to death metal. It was always like little bits here and there. Assessing the vocals off the top because that's the kind of thing that makes me turn away from this music sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it did initially for a really long time. Uh, Corpse Grinder is the second vocalist, or at least the second one who's had a long time in the band, as far as mm-hmm. I know. I, th- I feel like on this record, at least, his vocals are better when he isn't just screaming, um, like going, oh. But he's actually saying shit. When he's saying shit, it comes across better than when he's just making a scream. It might have just been on this record because mm-hmm. the rest of them, I didn't have that opinion of it at all. I thought that he was pretty solid. I'd say maybe it just that's what he was going for on this one. So. Yeah, I mean, it- you could tell, and I'll get to this, but you could tell he actually gets better at being in the band as the years go on. Or maybe the songs are just better, and he like fits better in them or something. But uh, I was less critical of his vocals as they went further. Anybody, anybody that says that that oh, you you can you can be in a death metal. Anybody can be in a death metal band and get up and just scream. That is false. Yeah, that's false. And okay. most of the time, if people think that they can be a death metal singer and try to do it, they lose their voice after the first fucking ten minutes of trying to do it. You know what I mean? So they yep. can't even make it through a whole set. No. Uh, okay, so anyway. <laughs> well, they could be the opening band. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was funny is when I saw Cross Exam the other day, he's not like a seasoned singer. He doesn't do it all the time. Yeah. They have a show. like <laughs> That was their first show in like a year and a half or something. He's like, oh, great. I'm already losing my voice. <laughs> it was like three songs in. <laughs> so anyway, uh Songs are fairly complicated rhythmically, which I always dig. Um, it's not just blast beat, single blast beat all the way through, and that's all it is. You know, so they mix it up, which always keeps me interested, especially with bands like this. Uh, let's see. Two songs that I noted off of this are Hung and Bled mm-hmm. and Mutation of the Cadaver. <laughs> So that is a theme that runs throughout is subjects are always about maiming, uh, bloody, killing, shooting, all kinds of shit like that. It's their gimmick. Hung and bled. Here's here's a line. Okay. (laughs) 
trying to conceal his murders, the maniac stabs the heart, stops the flow, cleaning up the bloods a problem he now solves, hooks through heels, hung and bled. So you should take different approaches to reading those as we go on okay. as well. Like that's fine. Yeah, uh, like a happy version. Okay. Um. Okay. So. I, I did note that death metal, specifically this band, necessitates bass soloing level riffs at all times. Yeah. And I will say that I did not realize until watching their documentary last month or two months ago or whatever it was. There, There's a full three-hour documentary on them on YouTube. And, it, you, and it's just free, so you don't have to pay for anything. I did not realize that their bass player was as good as he is. God fucking damn it, their bass player is so good. That's, that's and we're gonna see that when we see them that's live. The thing he that nails a lot shit. Of people don't understand about extreme any any type of extreme metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, wa- just watching the left hand technique of mm-hmm. most because most guys are right handed and any any extreme metal band. It's not like they're just playing open e string oh no yeah very complicated exactly and um and you could kind of you could tell it's pretty riff based like they bring riffs and then the drummer adapts based on their riffs and takes tries different approaches you know what i mean tries a blast beat tries a half blast beat tries a fucking skank thrash beat and whatever one fits the best that's the feel of the song Mm mm-hmm you build up from there. You know what I mean? Um, also noted on this album specifically, and actually throughout, you can hear the dime influence on this guitarist, the soloing of this guitarist. I did not expect that at all. Uh, I kind of just expected, I guess I expected more like Whittley's, you know, if you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. kind of, kind of soloing multi-note soloing and then uh i guess i expected a lot of whammy bar action too <laughs> and there is some of that yeah. you know what i mean like sort of dive bomby shit but he mixes it up big time and dime always like kind of kept it all over the place and you never knew what he was gonna do so i dig that uh let's see okay so moving on to the next record okay record number nine from 2004 and what's interesting is around this time I'm fully engulfed in new metal. <laughs> so zero interest in this stuff whatsoever. It's entitled The Wretched Spawn. Uh the cover has a demon coming out of a poor young woman's vagina while uh dead doctors looking uh stand around her. And that's also a very fucking horrifying <laughs> image. Yeah. I think something's coming out of her asshole, too. I can't really be sure. <laughs> um, okay, so, note on the production. There's definitely more reverb on the drums on this record than the previous one. And I found it to be an improvement. Um, that is a... To, that's sorry. A, thought I was going to sneeze there for a second. Okay. <laughs> that's a uh, method that they use to make the snare drum specifically sound more powerful. Is just fucking reverb the shit out of that snare. And it works. On this record, especially. Um, Some song titles. Frantic Disembowelment. The title track, The Wretched Spawn. And uh, Cyanide Assassin. All three of those 
I was drinking coffee. Here's here's the situation for second record. Cat is out of the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, still a couple hours before I got to feed him, so he just sort of like hangs around me until I feed him. Swigging coffee. I know you hate that. Watching the wrestling on the TV and sitting very comfortably, head banging like this <laughs> while I'm listening to this. Uh, did you want to pull a quote from any of those? Cyanide assassin. Okay. This one was a good one, as I remember. <laughs> Stalking out the residence of the chosen target, entering the empty home, lace the food with poison. <laughs> the happiness, the, the hapless victim never had a chance. Precise contamination killed him fast okay so, <laughs> so it's about a guy who enters some stranger's home and unsuspectingly uh feeds them cyanide usually that's like a jilted lover decided typically to do that. well yeah typically. like a wife that hates her husband or something like that uh let's see here okay so a note that i had is great ed excuse me Great at transitioning to slower, heavier beats and riffs. Uh, solo's not great. They sort of sound like Carrie King on this record. So, so I fucking love it. Sweet. Yeah, it was. It they were. It, this record, um, as I can recall, is sort of just okay for them. Mm -hmm. So it sounded like tribal tattoos. <laughs> not quite, but. Uh, uh, let's see. I kind okay. Here's what I wrote. Kind of wish they'd play more of the grooving beats, but then again, the riffs aren't quite the best sometimes. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't even really matter if I was gonna hear a slower drum beat or not because the riffs aren't even that good. So, um, I was more critical of this one than I was of the last one. So that's weird. Okay, so moving on to my favorite, I think, of the bunch that I listened to. Record number 10 from 2006, entitled Kill. Kill. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, first of all, I love that. It, it's very simple, straight to the point. Mm -hmm. No bullshit, no, no the wretched spawn or no gore. It's fucking kill. <laughs> I just love that. And the, uh, the album cover is very much different for them. Yeah. It's kill in giant, giant bold letters. Yeah. capital letters with blood stains over it. Yeah. Which I also love that. Yeah. I I remember this one. Uh the opening song is the best yet. So out of the 15 songs or so, no, I take that back. There's about 13 on each record. So of the 20 plus songs that I've heard so far, I like this one the most. Okay. Uh, the title track is super thrashy, and I love that. Uh, better sound production overall on this record. Um, let's see. Okay, so there is a video on this record. So on the YouTube, I started trying to find actual performance videos and stuff like that. It is a performance video, so that's the cheapest way a band can possibly go. Um it's for the video Make Them Suffer. It absolutely looks super cheap because it's just them. 
So mm-hmm. all they got to do is film them over a course of a day inside of a fucking shed somewhere. And then <laughs> that's all they got to do, right? Right. Uh, let's see. I already mentioned the album cover. Note on a specific song, Five Nails Through the Neck. Uh, there's an off-time riff, and it says, heaviest thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> okay. So that's a, that's a really good criticism, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that puts you right in my head as I'm listening to this. I'm really, really digging this record. Okay. Uh, here we go to... Do you want uh, do you want some lyrics for five nails through the neck? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Knock him out with chloroform. Oh God. <laughs> uh, surreptitious surrepet- tapping tack, trapping yes. tack. That's right. Okay. Drag the body to the trunk. Take the captive to the house and down into the basement. Good rhyming right there. Blinding method is a uh, binding method is extreme. Unconscious, I will pierce the hands and the feet. Arms and legs nailed to the wall or to the wood beneath the table is forming shallow pools. <laughs> it's like poetry. It is. <laughs> okay, so here's our first foray into the scum of the earth, which is the YouTube comment section. All right, here we they're go. They're always here fucking... Here we go. Here we go. They're always so ridiculous, and uh, the Cannibal Corpse ones did not disappoint whatsoever. Right. I always found something, and I, I had will to make be sure, picky and choosing. I will make sure that I add these into... I'll, I'll bring my own little one... St- we'll call these one-star <laughs> reviews. <laughs> so, the, But these weren't always bad reviews. These are just random shit that i would find and some of it just doesn't even make sense why they would write it this is from a youtube user named justin griffith from five years ago okay uh from the song we just mentioned uh five nails no no i'm sorry it's from the song purification by fire okay i'm gonna read it verbatim because it's one long run-on sentence (laughs) so sick (laughs) exactly uh I hate this world. Why is there so much prejudice and hatred towards, comma, gays and lesbians? Just why lesbians are one of the most beautiful creatures and they have the right to follow their sexual preference, but a lot of people can't understand this and it drives me crazy. Hold on. So, (laughs) hold on. So, lesbians are creatures. They're not people. They're the mo- one of the most beautiful creatures, yeah. They're but they're not people. They're creatures. According to Justin Griffith. <laughs> okay. Uh I don't know if this relates to the song material. <laughs> I think we should leave that just up for debate and don't even look into the lyrics of the song. Okay. But it's uh, called Purification by Fire. I don't so you know, people will li- look that up on your own. Um let's see here. Okay. Watching one of the videos, mm-hmm. I have this criticism of videos on the internet. The process digital symbol sound, I don't know if you know oh, of this. Yeah. It is fu- it drives me goddamn insane, dude. Yeah. I can't I had to turn off it I had to turn it off immediately when mm-hmm. I'm I just every time that happens and I just hear that my sister's sound of symbols. My sister's wedding, 
Okay, we were pre-testing the playlist and everything like that before uh, before we set everything up, right? Mm-hmm. This is months in advance. And uh, she's like, something doesn't sound right. I'm like, yeah. Uh, Dad, did your, did your brother put this in, like, a lower quality than MP3? <laughs> He's like, huh? And that's all. Every single cymbal noise sounded exactly. Terrible. Yeah, it it sound it sounds like someone took a Yamaha synthesizer and just. Yeah, I mean it's. I don't know. That's yeah. That's about as close a sound as you can make to what it sounds like. It's yeah. It's got a crackle hiss sound to it, and it's a very like. It doesn't change in tone like the cymbals. When you hit the cymbals in a real life situation, or like a, a actual recording of cymbals, mm-hmm. you can differentiate the tones. You know what I'm saying? But when you hear this process cymbal sound, the digital cymbal sound, it's all just one sort of like blankety tone, and it's fucking terrible, and it drives me insane. So moving on, <laughs> I don't want to get hung up on that. Uh, I noted that it's crazy how close to dimes tone that they get on this record and i don't know if that's on purpose or not but i like that i always liked his tone uh i think that people give it a people give dime a tough time post him being dead on his tone like people get obsessive about tone. guitar people get obsessive about tone Mm -hmm. uh his tone is really gainy but it's i mean it fits for the music so what does it matter you know uh, I, I don't necessarily think that their tone is ex- an exact copy, but... Um, it's just you funny know. you bring that up because I remember when I was first experimenting with drop tunings, Yeah. Uh, someone online, and this is what you mean by guitar people get super... It was like, the only way to truly get a real dime bag tone is to have a numeric tuner. I was like, what? And he's like, so what you'll want to do is you'll want to tune C to 6.2. And I'm like, oh, God, because you don't want to go to 6.5 because then it's going to be too edgy. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, this is well, awful. It is a very like they dime and Rex had a very specific way of tuning their shit. You know what I mean? Right. So but- it's all the art of trying to really nail that down and that necessitates going into guitar interview magazines and figuring out what they gave away. But you, know? you but you understand the same thing that I do that even though you're a drummer, you can want to you can want to sound and mimic the style of a certain drummer, but if you're not playing what he's playing, you're not going to sound the same. No, and you shouldn't want to sound exactly like anybody else. You should make it sound to what you like your shit to sound like. So what they did more than likely was is that they just, hey, this sounds cool. Let's make yeah, it our own. Exactly. And as long as the tones match with each other, the two guitars, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, That's but, cool, though. But, yeah, and I think, like, I'll, I the dime comparison that I keep making is probably just closer to the solos than, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I don't know where I was in a song when I wrote that. And and, and then and then you're going to have you're going to have some extreme death metal head in our comment section be like, "Bro, it sounds way more like Mortician. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about." All right? Uh final note on this record. Or no, I'm sorry, I have two. Uh anyway, 
Last song on this record is an instrumental. Didn't expect that. It's a slow tempo instrumental, and it's fucking heavy as fuck. And I am. What I'm going to do is next time I'm in a record store, I'm buying this record because it impressed me so much. Sweet. Uh, top to bottom, I loved it. Uh, and it, I would almost go see them just after hearing this one album. You know what I'm saying? In the hopes that they play anything off of it. And that's how it should be. You know what I mean? You just go hoping that they mm-hmm. play something that you like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I still haven't looked up any set list shit, even though we're doing this. So I don't know if you have or not. I never do that. I don't know if it matters that much with a death metal band. I guess it, it depends on how much you differentiate the songs. I think, I think yeah, I was going to say, I think really what it boils down to is you and I are more of a casual fan of yeah, this band. exactly. So, so like, it wouldn't matter that much. But no, I definitely expect him to play like Hammer Smashed Face and yeah, stuff that's like a that. I mean, you know, Butcher to Birth. You're yep. you're gonna probably hear those songs, but um, they'll play a few new ones. I, I you would you would primarily think that why? I mean, yes, they could they can continue to play the songs that yeah they wrote, you know, twenty Dude. years ago. But you're 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 in a current band, so you want to play your current shit to. <clears throat> give it some publicity i did actually read an interview yesterday with the drummer and uh he is very excited about the new record and they all they all like it a lot so he keeps pushing them to play more new stuff so like three to five songs he said will be potentially new stuff but what's awesome is as i go through these like most of them are like four minutes long Mm -hmm. so if you put them in a headline slot with three bands on the bill they could play like fucking 20 songs you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. potentially uh anyway uh let's see comment oh another youtube comment i didn't write down where who this one is Mm -hmm. or what song is from but uh it said and i quote i've met 10 year olds who can do a better slideshow than this (laughs) (laughs) so Uh. some very critical people of the video slideshows i think i i just i think that anybody that listens to heavy or extreme music mm-hmm. a, a lot of times i'm clearly excluded from this but they have a very witty sense of humor yeah and it's a cannibal course fan so i don't th- see i th- this is the thing that i was thinking while listening to this stuff is like i don't feel like a fan of this band takes himself too seriously, but they're a very like it's a very specific thing mm-hmm. to be into, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ne- I I don't think necessarily anybody there is going to see people play the most complicated fucking shit ever. Cannibal Corpse as a death metal band is less of a technical death metal band and more of a just fucking make something heavy and put it in your face. And you react to it, and that's all it has to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not nothing more complicated than that. Besides, possibly if you consider the all the theme of the death and destruction and all that shit in the lyrics. Besides that, I don't feel like it's a very complicated thing. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's sort of it's a method. It's a it's it's a, sort of formulaic, I guess. It's like. We put the fucking killing in the lyrics. I almost did a Cosby 
Put the, put the ki- killing in the lyrics. <laughs> that was awful. I'm not going to do that anymore. You put the killing in the lyrics. You put a fucking blast beat and a thrash beat together. You fucking throw a wicked bass solo, and you got yourself a cannibal corpse. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not complicated. And I like it that way. And it, it appeals to me because I don't have to think about it too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Anyway, let's move on to the next record. Number eleven from 2009, Evisceration Plague. Uh, there I wrote evil fuckers on the cover, so that's all it is. Evil fuckers. Okay. Are they fucking the word evil? No, or? it's some evil looking fuckers. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to be more descriptive. Thank you. <laughs> uh, note on a performance video for uh, Priests of Sodom. Uh, I mean, it's still, it's the same shit. It's, they're, they're record. Okay. You could tell all of these are filmed in Florida. First of all. Okay. They're in a shed. Um, the shed is a a theme of the video. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like you could just, it it is, they're so cheaply made They're on metal blade Records, So it's technically an indie label. It's nothing complicated, right? Um, that's for the song "Priest of Sodom." So, the 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 lyrics, the blackened city calls out, "Enter the temple of sin." You must enter the temple of sin. Contorted sinners beckon, join out twisted rites. You must join out twisted rites. The priest's eyes gleam, blood in their scepters of flesh. The nubile virgin bows, await the piercing thrust. Okay, so this is a very ritualistic song. She awaits the piercing thrust. Perverse rites, priest of Sodom presides. Great. So we're talking about sodomy uh, rituals, I guess? Yes. Great. No surprise there. Um, Very similar production-wise. I like that. The solos are, they're still fucking rad, and they're much improved from a couple albums ago. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Here's a YouTube comment. All right. I love this. I do, too. My grand Oh, and a quote. My grandma used to sing this to me before bed. I love you, Graham Grams. And that's from either beheading and burning or skewered from ear to eye. Uh, <laughs> uh, after I listen to one of those, um, Claire McCaskill attack ad happens. <laughs> um, and it was very creepy because of the person who's doing the narration of the Claire McCaskill attack ad. Yeah. It said something like this. Made lots of friends and lots of money. And then it went into Evidence in the Furnace. <laughs> what? It went into the song Evidence in the Furnace after that. But that's literally what the the person said. on Like a very creepy narration over this attack ad commercial. And that's literally all that I was seeing in between all of these songs is attack ads. It, it is. It's well. It's it's. Is that this? Is that today or tomorrow or uh, next sixth. week? It's next week. Okay. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Next I'm Tuesday. Glad that it's next week and not today. It's next Tuesday. Yeah, I know because I'm going to see Halloween after this. Wait, today? Yeah. Fuck yeah! 
Yeah. We're talking about that next week, even though we're doing this again. Me and my sister are going to see it at the five dollar show. Hell yeah! Because we cheap as fuck. I saw it at ten a.m. and also got in for five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh oh! Here's another one. All right, another YouTube comment. Okay, so there's something on the on this record. There's a title on this record that has something to do with a bee or some kind of flying insect because their uh, their quote is official track when I turn into a bee. That's all it said. <laughs> so I yeah, this shit is out there. I don't understand it, but whatever. Moving on to the next record. I and I really did like that record by the way. That's another they're two in a row. Fucking fantastic. Number twelve. And you notice I don't have any criticism of the singing. Like I actually you get into it. It what I what I really notice is like he's very good at where he places the words, like the the rhythmic quality of the vocals. Sort of like Mashuga ish. Mm-hmm. Like it's very uh, percussive in nature, like just where he chooses to lay the vocal down. And once again, folks, do not be beating us up in the comment section. Be like, "Oh, Chris, they're not sugar ish They're more dying fetus." <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely don't care. So save your comments. <laughs> actually, put them down. Yeah, give put them, <laughs> I actually would rather hear what kind of bullshit you had to say. Okay. Uh, anyway, number 12, 2012, torture. Also very uh, simple. I like that. Torture. Uh, let's see. A classic cover of Eviscerated Corpses Hanging, uh, like upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first note, blistering fast opening track. That means we're in Blast Beat City. Speed! Uh, second song is the heaviest fucking shit. That's okay. <laughs> what I wrote. It's called Sarcophagic. Wait, Sarcophagic Frenzy is what it's called. Uh, the production is very clean. The drums sound underlined great. What was the name of it? Sarco- Sarcophagic Frenzy. You want me to spell it? Nah. It I'm, should come up. I, yeah. Uh, you want me to move on or wait for you to pull up lyrics? I'm just going to get the lyrics right quick. Try to do this one in more a more metal voice. Uh, the vocals, uh, yeah, like I said, rhythmically well-placed. They fit the music very well. Got it or no? It's taking, like, I don't know. So, uh, let's see here. YouTube. Did I, did I pull up YouTube? Here they come. No chance of stopping them now. Trudging forward on a quest for human flesh. I said flesh. That was pretty good. Panic is a catalyst. They crave limbs to rip and twist. Now soon to be within their grasp. Wow, I didn't expect that to be so good. I'm going to fucking golf clap for that. Run. The chase begins. <laughs> Terror. They're closing in. Must attempt to refrain from defeat. Done. Fall into the ground. Clawing. Disturbing sounds. Can't escape. 
the gnashing of their teeth. Okay, so here's a YouTube comment from from uh, this record, Torture. Um, I don't remember what song this was. Oh no, it's the album opener. So I don't, I can't remember which one that is. But uh, here it is from Mitch T ninety three from All four right. year, from four years ago. It has one hundred and sixty eight upvotes. <laughs> okay, so people really like this one. My grandmother is ninety one years old, and she headbangs to Cannibal Corpse almost every day. She also has two Cannibal Corpse shirts and a Sepultura hat. <laughs> <laughs> So that why you why do you feel the need to include her attire in a band that's completely unrelated? Oh, uh, this is this is why this is why I feel like death metal heads are they're, they're just, just they're just they're just high as shit, right? And this yeah, is what you they're know doing. They have to be. Yeah, they're listening to music on YouTube. They're drunk. They're high. They're just loving. They're loving the shit out of this. Yeah, just like I was. In I was. I wasn't in their drunk skull. or high, but I was. Hopped up like a motherfucker on coffee, and I was loving life while I was listening to this. I had a really good time. Uh, let's see here. Song Scourge of Iron has industrial riffs, which I didn't expect. Uh, this song makes me want to drink or Oh. <laughs> All right. Another YouTube comment. Quote, this song makes me want to drink orange juice after I brush my teeth. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really fucking good one. That's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't believe some of the shit I found. Uh, and how, then deep, it, how deep did you have to go down the comment section to find not these? Not very. Yes. Because the, once they get uh, once they get thumbs up enough, yeah. they go to the top of right. the feed. So, uh, and then another random commenter name that I found that I thought was hilarious, Gay Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> That's their YouTube name. <laughs> Uh, I need to go and look up more from Gay Lamp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Song uh, from this, As Deep As The Knife Will Go. And uh, Rabid, which I thought was funny because all the YouTube comments were talking about rabbits underneath it. Because <laughs> it does sound like he says rabbit. Um, the solos are ripping again. And there's a fucking bass solo in a song called Strangulation Chair. And it got me... Horde, as you would say. Horde. Uh, I don't ever expect bass solos in songs, and when I get them, I fucking get Horde. That's hard with an O. That's right. That's Jimmy for hard. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Lyrics time. Read from phone. Torn through. Okay, so did I do this? Okay. My turn to read lyrics. Okay. Do it in pig squeals. I, I can't do that. <laughs> Violently torn through the back of the head as debris from the skull hits the ground. Writhing and twitching from brains being splattered, I'll never get used to that sound. Gaze at the fear in eyes, horrified, terrified, just as life will expire. Blood drips away from an utter disgrace and hell, I will kill you again. I gotta read the chorus. Yeah, you also uh, you also threw in some uh, double birds there at the end. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Torn through with vengeance to blame. Torn through for wanting you dead. How about that? You're channeling your inner DB is no, what you're I, doing. Listen, I'm doing an impression of him. Okay? That's what I'm saying. All right. 
Gosh. I thought you were accusing me of No, something. I've seen that cocksucker in my fucking gas chamber. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is the final record that I covered. And then we'll reconvene and do a lot more. All right. Be- well, I do want to note this, though. Besides you going back and listening to the old ones, I want you to listen to the latest record, too. Just because I would like you to be familiar, as I will, with the new stuff when we get to the show. We're not just going to be, like, standing around not knowing what's happening. <laughs> You don't need to. You don't need to know. You actually don't need to know. You don't need to know any of this. If you've ever listened to one Cannibal Corpse song, you get the gist of what yeah, they're doing. You know, yeah. yeah. If you've ever seen Ace Ventura, see, but that says something for their consistency. Like they have and never really strayed away too far from the central thing that makes them what they are. Right, and and yes, of course they're going to experiment a little bit and yeah. change it up just a little bit. But y- you're absolutely right. It it is what it is. It, yeah. it, it's a certain genre, so you stick within that archetype. But the, like it, that, do. that also is cool that they've been able to do that and also keep it interesting and not make it boring. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because there are bands that, like, if they do one thing long enough, you will bail. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. And some bands are just better at it than others. I, That's yeah, all it is. I, I, think, I, think, I think with certain types of music, yeah, they're, like I said, they're – when you when you hear it, you expect kind of not the same thing, but yeah. the same basic pattern essentially. Yeah. Most bands kind of waves like of their material. A lot of bands really really good at the top, and then it's always a downward spiral after that. You know what I mean? It's always downhill. Yeah, so I, it boy. kind of runs the gamut of different kinds of bands. But specifically for this band, they're very consistent. Mm-hmm. Which so I, they're which so I they're, dig. Yeah, they're not like Fallout Boy at all. Yeah, I don't even. I couldn't. I have no frame of reference. <laughs> and that's not me being uppity. I literally don't. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you a song title. I got nothing. That's why we're talking about Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, have you have you ever been to Six Flags? You've heard their songs. Unfortunately, uh, I have been to Six Flags, <laughs> and I have heard their songs, but I don't remember them. Thankfully. Um. Anyway, number. Record number 13 from 2014, A Skeletal Domain. Ooh. Uh, On the record cover, there are evil trees with lava faces and some kind of skeleton army. Uh, It's hard to explain. Okay. (laughs) But it's more of a classic kind of looking cover of theirs. Uh, Song one, I am assaulted by the music uh is the bass louder question mark so off the top i'm not really sure what's going on with production wise but i still like it because it's very loud uh okay so there is a video for the song killer be kill or become okay uh it is zombie based um as i said before i think they film everything that they do in florida and in this video, we see a variety of chainsaw kills, which I'm always a fan of. Uh, it also looks very cheap. Looks like they only used one camera for the entire thing, which would make sense. <gasps> um, hmm. 
solos are chaotic, not moment based. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of runs throughout their all this all these albums I've covered so far is their solos are sort of just all over the place. They don't really have like that's not really their style. They don't like have a theme of a solo mm-hmm. or like a few notes that they base it around or anything like that. They just sort of go, you know. And that's a one way to handle it. So I got no complaints. Um I don't know if I took lyrics down. No, I didn't take lyrics, but if you want to look up this song, uh, Kill or Become. Uh, I know the chorus is Fire Up the Chainsaw. <laughs> uh, but this is a half-performance video as well. And they Yeah, just... the lyrics on this are weak. I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay, don't then don't read it. Um, But it's, it's just hear me out. Okay. okay. Viral contagion unleashed upon the earth. Billions of infected dead soon rise. Stalking the living to feast upon the flesh. It's fight or flee to survive. So, I mean, right off the bat, they're basically saying, all right, we've got a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So this is weaker of them. But, yeah. yes, um, then it goes in, like, killing is essential to survive. The world you once knew forever changed. Scavenging, scavenging just to stay alive. Time to re- to release your inner rage. A fire up the chainsaw. <laughs> right. Hack off their uh, hack their heads off. A fire up the chainsaw. Hack their fucking heads off. Yeah. I mean, pretty simple for their lyrics. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, they're the lyrics. T- yeah. It's if you're if you're gonna do a song based upon zombies, I mean, you're not talking about like, you know. Ramming a crucifix yeah, of someone's fucking from what I remember, this asshole. Is, from what I remember, remember this is a more groovy guitar-based song too. Mm-hmm. So like, sort of necessitates a little simpler lyrics. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be rambling a lot during a during a Pantera-ish riff. Uh, anyway, other songs I noted: "Funeral Cremation" and "Asphyxiate to Resuscitate." Uh, I noted that there are some definite Lamb of God type moments on this record, which I didn't expect. So, uh, grooving while at the same time complicated riffs. Okay. And only fucking political ads between songs again for this because this is the <laughs> second day that I'm listening to this. Yeah. And uh, awful. But here's one more YouTube comment to close out for this sitting of Cannibal Corpse and. I'm going to piece this together, so I don't even know why I'm saying that. Uh, Chief LaRusso, three years ago, said mm-hmm. this. High-velocity, kick-ass, death metal, cannibal corpse style. This album takes it to a whole new level <laughs> of confidence and power. Uh, damn it! <laughs> I love the unpredictability of the riff arrangements, and it's crazy that while listening to this, I was watching Dexter... <laughs> And he was smashing a fake head to see the blood splatter pattern patterns. Total coincidence. It was like a video. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. It's just happenstance. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like this this person doesn't know what they're talking about. Anyway. Sorry, I got all judgy on that guy about watching Dexter. No, it's cool because I was about ready to say you kept saying that there were more uh political ads uh i i overheard someone that i work with the other day say um dirty fucking cunt 
to about a Claire McCaskill ad. So, <laughs> I mean, he's just—I mean, he's just that lion bitch, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you shit. are angry. <laughs> oh, he was, and I don't know why, because I—I was like, I was like, I didn't hear anybody or anything say it, but I guess it was on the radio. Yeah, no, there's attack ads on TV, there's attack ads on YouTube, there's attack ads everywhere. I just, I, I guess I zoned it completely out until I heard him say cunt, and I'm like, oh, who is he mad at now? Yeah. Because I've never heard this guy say anything like that before. Well, I mean, tis the season. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I guess uh, we'll see you in a couple seconds with, a, we're going to be a week later. A lot more knowledgeable in old Cannibal Corpse, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to hear the difference in if there's a difference in style. Because I am entirely unknowledgeable, in, uh, is that a word? Yes. In, uh, in- knowledgeable is not a word. Ig- ignowledgeable? Ignorant of their- Very, That's better, because I know that's a word. Okay, of their old- Oh, I'm sorry. It's we're, we, we, we do this podcast uh, in Missouri, so I need to say- ignorant yeah exactly ignorant we're totally ignorant of the old stuff (laughs) at least i am and i'm gonna be i'm i'm very interested to get back in the death metal zone and really kind of see the differences wash your ears out and get get ready for and get ready for the trues i'm gonna get ignorant (laughs) get ignorant uh okay see ya bye I mean, not by. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, we are rolling. <coughs> sorry, oh, Chub. I am so sorry. I've puked. Uh, we had off my conversation about uh, my body not liking my healthier choices. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are back after a brief uh, break. <laughs> just a little, just a little potty break S- is small, all. Small, small amount of time in between. Small amount of pee. First half and second half of this. Also, don't put this thing up in two parts. Oh no, it'll all go together. Awesome. I've learned my lesson on I, that. Stuff I love. Before. I love. This is going to be a. This is going to be a uh, game seven Stanley Cup, <laughs> three overtimes, buddy. We ain't quitting. Yeah, no, we're already at an hour. Yeah. So now we're going into fucking this entire podcast is podcast overtime. Oh yeah, yeah. So where should we start? You're gonna be. It's your turn to take over this fucking show. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I. You were going to see very quickly, folks, uh, how different Chris and I take in the approach to podcasting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm going to start with the debut album, "Eaten Back to Life." Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of this cover art? Well. Yeah, I mean, from from what I can remember, it's more it's more uh, colorful than the rest of them are. It it, it, it encompasses more colors overall because like a lot of them are like just black or or blacks and reds and blacks and reds and grays or mm-hmm. just like kind of dullish colors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then this one, it's sort of like a a uh, murderous version of like Number of the Beast or something like that. Yeah, you watched you watched the documentary on on YouTube. 
they, uh, they got a, they got a specific art like uh, there was a guy that was doing a, a graphic novel at the time and yeah well like, there's one guy that's done all of their art yeah throughout. and they were like and they were like <laughs> it's a funny story they they like get out the yellow pages <laughs> for folks that don't know what that is it's yeah. a phone book yeah <laughs> or i guess it would be the white pages <laughs> they still have those and, uh yeah yeah <laughs> People are annoyed by right, exactly. <laughs> the guy that drops them at the door. I don't door. want this. Uh, but yeah, I have Google. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but you, uh, you, what like, year is this from, though? Did you mention that? Uh, Eighty-eight. Correct. Mm-hmm. And look, I think they recorded it. In, I think it came out in ninety. Yeah, but but, they but it was like a demo, right? And then it evolved in. Yeah. Well, fuck so, Chris's vocals before this was recorded was a lot different yeah he was more like trying to be like "Ah!" yeah (laughs) well i haven't actually heard any of the before this but i do i I did i I was able to tell right off the bat the difference between him and corpse grinders approach and here's here's how okay but okay so go ahead then oh I, i was just gonna say it's it's funny like chris says that he tried his he tried his hardest to not do what everybody else was doing, but mm-hmm. kind of do like a creator or obituary type thing. Yeah, and it wasn't working for him, and so he started just. Well, my register is naturally lower, so he just start. He went the opposite direction. Yeah, so he embraced it. He is the Lord of Guttural. <laughs> well, uh. First impressions on listening to this, though, was that it was definitely, like, surprised me in how thrashy it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, the production quality is way different than the stuff we, we covered earlier in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, It sounds very lo-fi compared to the rest. And that's just because <laughs> of the... Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. 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 And you, it's very much... A lot of these, a lot of these like, early records... Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't held in stores. You, you, they were, it was, yeah, it was indie, right? Yeah. It was, it was, they did all their own pressings. Like I said, on cassette Yeah, and people would be like, Hey man, have you heard this? And like slip it in somebody's pocket. Well, but when they got signed, it it kept it pretty much the same in quality as it was. Mm -hmm. And it is passable. It's it's the same producer that they had like, well, yeah, the, at least the first four was the same producer. Right. And I, I think that, is that Rutan? I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's one of them, but uh, but yeah, it it actually I wrote in my notes it reminded me of the early Slayer, mm-hmm. like in both style and sound production wise. Yep, you know, and it's uh, you know, it it was a little bit later than those records, the the Slayer records, mm-hmm. but but uh, lo-fi, I guess, is what. Well, like everybody, they all started out playing what they liked, and then adapted what they like into their own sound so right it's 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 always going to be that one where this i mean this it's what started them right. so I, I dug it though I, I named a couple of songs on here edible autopsy and uh born in a casket mm-hmm. uh so that's one thing that has always stayed the same since the very early days yeah is their theme of you know well, they even the occult. They even and, credits like Slayer and stuff in that where they said, "Yeah, there were bands that they looked up to and they liked a lot that they had the horror style mm-hmm. lyrics in there." Um, but then they would also go off and talk about things like death or Satan, and 
they knew from a very early point that's they wanted to go a specific way yeah musically and lyrically mostly and really let's just be honest that's what makes death metal what it is because really death metal is just it's it's really thrashy um it has punk undertones with it um yeah it's hard and heavy but what makes death metal what it is is the horror macabre style of lyrics yeah and i and honestly like on this early stuff, I was very impressed, especially with Chris Barnes, because I, I've i never really been a fan of Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like the less or the lesser version of Cannibal Corpse. I, I, I disagree, but... That's, I, that's fine. It's just uh, different strokes for different folks or whatever. But I just think, especially on these earlier records, that mm-hmm. Chris Barnes was fucking awesome on these. Yeah. You know, um, so my notes that I have in here are, uh, um, this is how to watch a hockey game. <laughs> yeah. Um, hockey, by the way, folks, hockey games are brutal as fuck when you're listening to cannibal corpse. I was still watching, uh, Japanese wrestling, the entirety of covering the <laughs> these yeah. records. Yeah. The, That's all awesome. the way through. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I, I was watching, uh, Maroon and Reeves fucking chirp in the corner like yeah. like hitting i'm like oh my god and it's just it's just blaring They're literally going to murder each other on <laughs> yeah, the ice awesome. to this music um the next note that i have is that uh this totally brings me back to 2002 okay so that's when that was your jumping on point uh yeah i would definitely say either my second freshman year or my junior year and was it this record? Which one did or did you even specify what was my first? Yeah, not yet. I'm getting to it. Okay, yeah. Um, but this this it just it brings me back to that time where you could go into a uh like for me, uh, Streetside Records yeah, was Street the, Records. was the place to go. Um, yeah, Best Buy and Circuit City had these little like you could scan the album mm. and put it on the headphones and they would play little snippets of it. But street side, it would be a full record. Like you could scan it, and I, the the magic of fucking science, you were able to listen to the whole. I mean, yeah. you could just sit in the little aisles, and just go to town and listen you know, to a full that's, album. That's something that I never really did, even though it was available for oh, me. Oh, really? So. Yeah, like I knew what I I like would go in and find an album that I don't have already by a band like Faith No More, which I did buy. Uh, introduce yourself as Streetside Records, but uh, I I kind of liked not knowing, and then getting home and when I f- did unwrap it and mm-hmm. listen to it and dug most of the songs on, I was like, okay, I I like took a risk on this band that I already like mm-hmm. and this album that I had no idea about because YouTube was not around yet. Right. Well, it was. Uh, it's just we weren't rich enough to have a computer. <laughs> well, and also dial-up internet back early then. early youtube it was like they, they Didn't were it come around like 2003 or something i i could have swore it was in high school but maybe, maybe not um well i was i was still in high school right i was your graduating year so um but, early, but anyway but, but even so early youtube like you couldn't have a video longer than nine minutes and 99 or nine minutes and uh 59 seconds right like so you weren't able to put a full album up right so um but also Back then, there were not ads, so yeah. it was... Did you have any more notes on this record? Yes, I did. 
Um, I, I did pull a YouTube quote, by the way. Cool. I have a couple. So oh, okay. we'll, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> yeah. I, I had YouTube quotes from, from all, well, all, most of them. I did um, too. <laughs> I also wrote in my notes, funny how much, uh, how much less hard and heavy it was than what I remember. When yeah, I, I guess when I was younger, um, it's funny because I remember actually going through like side little note, um, going through and actually, cause like, Two of my favorite death metal bands, uh, Nile is number one, mm-hmm. and Mortician is number two. Okay, um, those are my those are my two favorite death metal bands. Uh, I remember going through and going through the Cannibal Corpse, right? And Crowbar was in the death metal section, and I found that odd because Crowbar is definitely not. No, they're more Doom or Sludge. Or yeah, whatever. and I, I, going back to Street Set, I picked it up and I scanned it and I put it on, and it was my first introduction to that style of music. Yeah, Crowbar's heavy as fuck. Uh-huh, and <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can see why it's in the death metal section. In a but, different mode, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's and that's why, and I, look, I'm over, I'm over people getting pissy and judgy about other people's art if you don't like it that's fine it doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother them you don't like it yeah that said we are judging every cannibal course record so um but that's why i think i like six feet under it's like yes it's still there but it's a step down Mm. um and you also have to understand i was smoking a lot of weed at that time yeah i just think the riffs aren't as strong and six feet under is definitely more of a pothead friendly band i guess so um i will say um, how crazy it was that there are gang vocals in this. Yeah, in this record. Um, I, I, well, going back to your previous point um, about it not being as. Oh, I thought I was saying smoking weed. No, not being, <laughs> not being as. He- I can't remember exactly what he said, but not hard and heavy. Yeah, not as hard and heavy. Look, so I think a lot of that has to do with the production because the bottom, the low end is pretty much non-existent. Like you do hear the bass and you do hear the kick drums, but. Uh, if you don't have high high quality <clears throat> production, then you don't get the strength that is underneath and that I, fills that agree. that part of it. Absolutely, you know? that's just like I said. That's all you can't. It's it's hard to sit back and be like critique it by today's standards. Yeah, well, we're we're just judging them <clears throat> against each other. The the different albums. So yeah, no, no, I, I understand that. But yeah. what I'm saying is that. Um, mixing and I mean rearranging and everything back then was much different. Totally, yeah. Um. So, you know, even the way that some of the songs are are not structured like a normal song. No, yeah. And definitely do, on the, these co- first couple, they're di- way different style than the rest of their catalog. Mm-hmm. So. And then um, I forgot the name of the I forgot to write the name of the song. I wrote that last song, though. <laughs> um, they're I mean, that outro for that fucking record. Yeah. Well, going through their catalog, they always they t- are they tend to have really good album closers. Yeah. And I like every time I would be getting towards the end, I'm like, okay, this last one's gonna be a fucking banger. Yeah, because <laughs> it always, it pretty much always is. Yeah. So, uh, so through the YouTube's. Oh yeah. Um. On this album. Yeah. Uh, go ahead first. Okay. So this is a quote I pulled. I didn't get the name of the person, but it. it they said, strangely enough, this band got a cameo in the Cable Guy. Uh, that's false. <laughs> and then, of yeah. course, underneath the guy's like, fuck you, it wasn't the cable guy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. It was Ace Ventura, No, 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 no. Um, they, they actually were asked to do another movie at the exact same time. Really? Yeah. Um, you mean, 
like during this time? Well, the, yeah, the when time, this record was out, like or well, when when they it was like Ace Ventura and that one. Oh, they oh, were okay, offered two movies at once, and I forgot the name of the of the other fucking. They movie. did talk. They do talk about that in um, that but documentary. The, but, the, but the cool thing is, is uh, uh, Jim Carrey was like a huge fan of Cannibal Corpse mm. and like pushed to get them. So they were like, well, if this guy's pushing for us, yeah. I mean, in Loving, in Living Color is the shit, so we're going to do this one. Yeah, they were all fans of In Living Color, yeah. which it may, totally makes sense. But they, they he did talk about how that other movie nobody's ever even heard of. So um, <laughs> so they lucked out by going with it. But Ace yeah, they said, they said it was really cool because Jim Carrey would be in like full outfit and everything. He'd come up and because... They had to be completely silent when they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because it's it's a movie. So they you added be able the music to, later. Yeah. You got to be able to hear the actor that's doing his scene. Yep. Um, Jim Carrey. But uh, <laughs> they said that he he came up and he's like, "Are you guys doing a uh, uh, maggot infested skull? Or are you gonna do a uh, hammer smash <laughs> face?" And people were like, "What the he fuck?" He knows the songs. He knew the songs. So awesome. Yeah. I love that. So I, I I also thought that that was kind of a cool little tidbit that yeah. like, you know, when when the actor is pushing for you yeah jim i've seen in an old interview with jim carrey on like arsenio where he's talking about cannibal corpse to, to arsenio so he is a legit fan and I, he probably still is because they're consistent as fuck so uh, okay so, right, go so ahead. here so i got two quotes for you from yep. from the youtubes yep. uh james jones wrote best dot 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 album dot 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 ever hands down period seriously period no other music besides maybe Slipknot's first album will get you this fired up anytime, any state of mind. That's a weird, <laughs> a weird I, comparison. Yeah. I know. And then Justin C wrote, uh, uh, wrote, I like to bake cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just thought, I just thought that the the Slipknot comparison was yeah. rather odd. Well, but. and the weird randomness of of youtube comments sometimes uh once again i i think that it's because they just i don't know if you noticed in some of the youtube comments there's some i know i wrote this down some fucking idiot with the youtube name dot comments with a period in several videos so if you go search dive into the comments in almost any of the cannibal corpse songs on youtube it says his name is Dot, and then his only comment always is a period, and that's it. I don't understand it. I Like, if he just went around and put a dot on everything he could find or something, but it yeah. was weird. Okay, so uh, is that all we got for the first record? We moving on? Yeah, we're going to move on to Butchered at Birth. From 1991. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, wrote, I wrote in my notes, uh, how creepy is the intro? Yeah, it is weird. I I didn't expect that, um, but but yeah, it has it's like some weird atonal shit going on. Mm -hmm. I dug it though. Uh, I it picks up real nice. Uh, it gets like after obviously this weird ominous little intro, it just fucking bam right in your face. So, um, my next note was does all the right things to my penis. I'm hard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good one. I, I don't know. It didn't make me hard, but oh man, it, I did have my cat on my lap for some of this too, though. So I don't want to be hard with my no, cat. No, God, that would be really fucking weird. <laughs> Your poor cat would be like, uh, "Sir, Mom? sir, sir, <laughs> sir, hello." 
Um, uh, obviously, uh, the sound quality on this one is kicked up a notch. Mm-hmm. The, the the just everything about it. Um, because I wrote and this and this was actually a really good. This was a really good YouTube version of the song also i want to be very clear at how i was listening to these which is why it took me an extra week yeah um i don't have fancy uh three hundred dollar beats headphones like chris does um because i he, actually just got new headphones because he's because he's a sl- oh he's got the thousand dollar beat headphones no they he's were a slave to marketing so <laughs> no they uh, were i listen to these in my car because my car is the best sound quality that I can yeah. get as far as like speakers wise. Yeah. Um, I mean, w- this little sound setup that I have here is really set up for mostly highs and mids. Mm. So you don't, if anybody is a fan of Cannibal or just death in general, there is a specific crunch that the bass makes. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and it's not overdone. It's but you'll you'll hear it. It's definitely a distorted. I I, I want to say it's probably just an open like fifth string, um, because he plays a five string bass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably what it is, but I I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's a distinct like chug that only the bass makes, and it makes a very it's it's kind of got like a it's a really low almost like ping. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Well, I do like his bass tone, and it's pr- that's also very consistent throughout. It just it picks up in this, like we were talking about in the last album, the lows are not really there. Yeah, it cuts now. It cuts through. Yes. Yeah. And you really start hearing the the sound that made them pop. I mean, that's that's the thing you have to think about too. This band got popular in the in, on the stage. Yeah. Okay. Um, everyone knows, and maybe just as we've gotten older, bands sound better when you have earplugs in. Yeah. Um, cause there's not a whole lot of extra, like you don't hear the crowd noise. You don't, you're hearing what's coming off the instruments better in my opinion. Yeah. No, there's all, there's all these like overtones that kind of, there, there's these frequencies that are flying around or whatever. And I, I know that it's like layman's terms, but it does, it like, it, it there's like some shrillness to it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that actually brings me back to clearing up the headphones thing. Uh, I did not buy Beats by Dre <laughs> headphones uh, because we're tracking some stuff, some like we're doing yeah. rough scratch tracks for potentially when we get in a studio. Mm-hmm. I bought these Vic Firth, which is a drum and audio company, uh, and they're total isolation headphones, so they're like tight on your head and. Uh, they're cushiony around your ear like a uh, like you would wear at a factory or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the muffs, like the big muffs. Yeah, yeah. it's exact. Yeah. It's pretty much exactly the same thing, except uh, it's built with speakers inside, mm-hmm. and that cuts out all these uh, frequencies that are fighting to, you know, kind of blast your eardrum into fucking oblivion. Yeah, and and once you cut out all of those, you can hear. What is meant to be heard more clearly, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got those so that when I'm playing drums, all that shit that's flying around is cut out. And it's so funny. It's so funny. It like, drops it down <clears throat> something like 15 dB or something yeah. like that. It's so funny because, uh, like, <clears throat> in my car, I I mix it to where I think it sounds perfect. Yeah. But 
it's funny that we do that kind of shit. Like, you should never mess with the levels in your car because the band has already done that for you. And yeah, that's how but, they want you to do you it. you can really dial it in and make it sound better to I you. Always, I always have to turn the low end up a little bit, and I yeah. have my low end, like, is all behind me. Yeah. So the poor people in the back, all they really hear is mostly low end. Yeah. Because I have, I actually do have, like, tweeters in my car. So, like, they're built into the door. They're highs. So, so it's better for listening to this kind of shit is what you're trying to get at. Yeah. So this album for me, I I think I like that it was still thrashy in some parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not think that the sound changed like really that much though. Like no. it didn't evolve too much. They're still sort of in their infancy. Yes. You can tell. Uh, I did love that there's a bunch of odd time riffs in this one that yes. there wasn't in the first one. <coughs> yep. So all that stuff equals good in my book. Uh, and um, this album really makes attack ads seem that much more intense. <laughs> Just want to throw that one out there, too. Well, Especially I, considering yeah. tomorrow. We're, we're well, I mean, next Tuesday is election <laughs> day. So um, No, I mean, when, rock they hear the vote, this, bitches. when they hear this, it's already been passed. It's our, it's, this will go up way after voting day. <laughs> I know, but I was trying to. You're keep... acting like we're in the past still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense okay so yeah i i also noted that there's definitely more like hooky guitar riffs too and i definitely dig as a person that's into bands that utilize that kind of thing you know yes uh melody and all that kind of stuff and not just fu- like i think that shredding is cool but if there's no hook riffs then i'm way less interested you know what i'm saying yeah that's why, like, all these guitar wink kind of guys like Joe Satriani and <coughs> Steve Vai and guys like that, they're good, but I don't like them as much because the riffs don't. It's just soloing the whole time. And right. I know that's a big generalization, but whatever. Um, yeah, do you have any other thoughts on this On this one right now? Okay, so <clears throat> I, kn- I did note um, there's a fucking awesome triplet kind of guitar if like kind of thing going mm-hmm. on in the song uh under the rotted flesh mm-hmm. um and we we haven't been reading any lyrics so do you want to do that? i was assuming that it was your turn to read oh, the lyrics shit. okay um uh well let me read these first because i have a couple more notes okay uh i wrote maybe the heaviest album question mark would benefit from clear production today so that tells you something that i was super digging this album the riffs on it Mm -hmm. and i did think it was definitely heavy but it could probably use a little bit of boost when it comes to the production department i'm still not 100 percent sold on it simply because i'm i've the stuff that i've heard up to this point that we already covered Mm -hmm. has all the fucking full spectrum of today's production quality you know what i mean so that's what I'm used to, and now we're going b- digging back in, and we you have to look at it. I guess you really just have to look at it as a product of his time, though. It's not really oh, meant make, to be judged I, I, by. I make I make that statement in yeah. the, the next two albums. Um, <clears throat> uh, but but uh, YouTube comment that I wrote down from this as yes. well, the song "Butchered at Birth." Uh, it says still the heaviest song I ever heard, or no, it's the second song on "Butchered at Birth." I don't know which one it is. Still the heaviest song I ever heard. First comment is, nah. 
And that's it. That's what I wrote down. So you have on almost every YouTube comment thing where you give your opinion, yeah. the fucking guy that gets upvoted the most with four votes or whatever. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to look up, this, I'm gonna look up is, lyrics. What, no, where were you looking up lyrics at last week? Uh, all I did was just I would type pick, in the name of the song. I would song. just pick a song, yeah, and the lyrics actually typically just show straight up on the front page. Okay. Uh, you don't really okay. have to do much searching. Um, but Ryan Griswold said, I love this one. My cassette copy stays in protection in a small box. <laughs> um, Why would we be, be that specific? I don't know. Um, all closed away from the shit world, mostly because it's still mint death records release. I never want to get rid of it. Um I mean, that's kind of cool, but like I said, once again, puts you in the mindset of, and that's cool, you can be all uppity and shit about your high production quality. Um, I'm not being uppity, I'm just saying, like, it leaves something to be desired, that's all. To you, not to me. Okay. I, I mean, to me, it's like, I I still, I there is something about watching Cube on VHS that will always be the fucking... <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I'm I, just saying. I have Cube on VHS, so I know exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. not like I don't Man, know that what was you're... a good night. Do you remember that night? Yeah, we also watched Army of Darkness. Yeah, we did. And it was cold as fuck in my trailer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but it's okay. We, we had you know, some, we I had found some... out later, like, my heat and shit was actually broken. Like, it wasn't like, you know, I, we came, okay, so backstory. Uh-huh. We came home to watch shit at my place after yeah. being out all night. I was a cheap ass and would keep my heat off, but... During this time, my heat was actually broken. So when I tried to turn it back on, it wasn't working correctly. No, no but so dude, then we were all dude, freezing. It did. It didn't matter because it didn't matter because we had uh, we had the leafy persuasion to to help keep us a little yes, warm. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> I, I just I remember lighting three cigarettes at once because I was like, put it in the ashtray, and then I was like, I need a cigarette. Oh fuck, man! <laughs> yeah, put it like next to the other one, and then be like oh fuck i have three cigarettes what am i doing oh yeah um, okay so hold on. okay Go one ahead. more youtube comment um i am 41 years old in this oh sick i am 41 years old and this is in this is how the kind of shit every friday me and my homeboys listen to this that's kind of a great that's kind of a getaway thing even though our wives are spelled a-r-e our wives get all pissed off for us at home smiley face eyes closed turn sideways emoji <laughs> two of them <laughs> okay so, so him and his homeboys they listen to this every i just assume that there is a garage somewhere with the doors wide open yeah and four like four heavy metal dudes drinking budweiser and Head smoking banging. yeah cigarettes headbanging the cannibal corpse while their wives are inside watching like how to murder them <laughs> yeah i mean like that i don't know those just sound like people that would be my friends but i wish they could spell better uh, it's it, dude. It, I'm sorry, but it's so Spell hard to better. read. It's it's so hard to read some of these. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. YouTube is unregulated when it comes to spelling. So. <laughs> oh, uh, here's a lyric read for you. Under the flesh, rot my lust for decayed corpses, dead bodies exhumed. Yeah. <laughs> Their coldness induces me endless defilement. 
Reoccurring relapses, perverse with the dead. Soon I will kill for myself. Nice. That's a that's a reading from Under the Rotted Flesh. Yes. <laughs> I I love I love the uh I love the uh, Yeah, it was like a jazz yeah. sort of thing going uh-huh. on. I don't know what that was, yeah, but I loved it. I'm gonna try different approaches. That's cool. Um so uh we are going to move on to Tomb of the Mutilated. Did you get the year on this? Ninety two. Okay, I did not. It was not a year after. It. Also, um we did not talk about Butchered at Birth's album cover. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this yeah, was right. this was the first time that Metal Blade was like, I think we're going to have serious. Pro- well, go talking about Tomb or Butchered at Birth, uh, that Metal Blade really realized that they were going to have problems selling these in stores. Uh, yeah, in Germany, a lot of them are still banned to this day. Yes, um, Butchered at Birth is. Everything with Cannibal Corpse is kind of like a undead creature, typically on the cover. Yeah, or like some, and they're like murdering each other. Where or... this one, there's two, like undead, like zombies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember there's lots perf- of blood on it. Performing an abortion on a corpse, uh-huh. and there are dead babies just strung from the ceiling. Right. So yeah, this is probably their most intense album cover. Uh, it's up there, dude. Uh, I I don't know. Tomb of the Mutilateds is pretty bad if you really think about it. I just I love it so much because it's so fucking obscene. Tomb of the Mutilated? No, yeah. I mean like oh. all almost all of them are so completely fucking obscene. You know? Yeah. Um, Meant to be like fuck you. Yeah, because actually care. the guy, the guy that does all their album covers for Tomb of the Mutilated, he's like, okay, how do I up the ante on this next album? And he goes, I'll add sex to the equation. That will stir some controversy. <laughs> and it did. And it did. Uh, so let's start with the album cover first. Tomb of the Mutilated. Uh, it's a woman, and she. It looks like. Let's just say it looks like she's been removed from the concrete. Uh, sarcophagi. I don't know whatever they call that. The the entombment thing. Yeah. And she's strung out, like laid over it, legs spread, with a um a slit going from her. I love how this was described to me at one point from her gash to her tits. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but from her vagina, like she's split open. Yeah. Um, with a half man. I'm going to say probably a zombie crawling his way to eat her out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tomb of the Mutilated, folks. <laughs> uh, it It's all about pushing the envelope for every single one of these covers. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can say from experience, like, not knowing any of what this band did besides seeing them in Ace Ventura and then being at record stores and seeing the covers, it didn't really make me want to buy it. Like I, I thought it was it was interesting, but it wasn't they like it wasn't really enough for me to be like total opposite for me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, like, I, I guess because I was I was just that angsty teen looking to fucking shock value up. Like it's like yeah. it's like okay, so you look, you're like you got some uh, you got some Papa Roach, you got some Limp Biscuit, you got some corn. Some cold chamber. Yes, yeah, see, some I Rob was zombie. like, and then and then all of a sudden you could tell where I was trying way too hard with all these death metal <laughs> yeah. albums that I used to have. It's like, I oh, like <clears throat> I I just was so in at this time and and at well the time that you got into them, like I was more entrenched in new metal world. That's just kind of the sign mm-hmm. of the times. You know? What I oh mean? yeah, totally. Um, but 
it is and I I wish that I still had this record. Yeah. I wish that not this one I'm, what I'm getting to. Uh I wish I still had this album. I for the life of me never even knew what their name was because if anybody knows death metal, their album covers um or their their, their logos they're fucking impossible to read most of them. Yeah. So this was one of those bands where that's what it was. It was a one-man band, kind of like Necrophagist. He does it all and then has a band that he tours with. Right. Like it, But this was like a one-man band where he makes everything himself, and it was like the back cover was him, and he was standing in front of a uh, – it was just a black banner that had a goat pentagram with all the satanic like runes around it, and – and it said, like, in the little description, this guy's from Norway and blah, 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 blah. He really feasts upon the flesh of the living. I'm like, okay, I got to fucking buy this. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you turn the album cover over, and it, was a, and it was a nun, and her eyes were completely whited out, and her mouth was open, and a cross was shoved through the back of her skull through her mouth. Sold me the album. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember who it was. I can't fucking find it anywhere. Um, I've tried reverse, like I've tried image searching it because that's the only thing I can remember. It's non-existent. Um, it's out there somewhere, but I just can't fucking. Maybe find it was it. an indie release, and yeah. But um, that kind of shit, for some reason at the time, fucking sold me on that stuff. And that's yeah. just, like I said, that's just what I was into at the time. So yeah, but but get, getting to the actual album itself, I wrote, "Damn, this brings me back." Yeah. Um, and I can smell the weed coming off of me because <laughs> I don't this, see, I don't have any attachment to it. So I just had to view it for what it is now. Um, yeah. the, oh my God, I was but, smoking a lot of weed at this time. <laughs> well, production wise, I would say it was a big step up. Yeah. Um, this is where he starts introducing and Chris is not known for his high screams, but he starts to introduce kind of more of a wow. Yeah, well, that that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier is, like, the difference between him and, and uh, George Fisher is, like, his is more of an ah, and George Fisher's is more of an oh. No, I get know? that. So that's their two approaches. Mm-hmm. In, in, and and I like Chris's better. Um, that's, that's fair. I mean, it's my personal. They're both good. It's, my, it's, it's just, um, I wrote, um, here's the other thing, too, and this is this is going to bring you back to the times. Uh-huh. Um. I absolutely, I have two Ham and Eggers that I'm going to, uh, Ham and Eggies, I'm sorry, uh, that I'm going to throw out at the end of this um, okay. because of what I'm about ready to bring up. Okay. It totally puts it into the time of the early and mid-90s samples in music. Yeah. This album in, like had a few samples thrown in there from mm-hmm. random horror movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it became a big thing around the early 90s. Yes. Yeah. Um so it it just it reminds me of like I said Mortician is one of my favorite bands. Their 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 songs will be a minute and 45 seconds. A minute of that will be a sample from some random horror movie. Right. Um that turns some people off whereas to me it kind of puts me in that mindset of like a horror movie. Yeah, and makes you want to dig more and see where that came from. Exactly. So yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Like I said, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, Dream but, Theater did that a lot too around this time. And it's just in that it's just a sign of the times. It's so weird. Um, but uh, I love samples 
in albums to set the mood is really what I was getting at with that note. I just, I love it. Uh, they didn't overdo it. I think there's only two or three samples. I think only two really mm-hmm. in this whole album. Um, uh, <laughs> I wrote uh, while charging my phone in the car, the the wire was adding a really nice static that brought the mood back to 1992. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the, the the this was the what I was listening to was a reissue, so yep. the sound quality was was boosted from the original recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was funny that like my phone was about dead, and I plugged it in, and all of a sudden it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Because it, it wasn't pushed all the way in the cigarette lighter, right? So I was like, "I was like, oh my god, this sounds more like what I remember with the little pops right, and hisses." Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, um, but yeah. Uh, I also wrote, uh, "I fucking love post mortal ejaculation." <laughs> That fucking song, I completely forgot about it. Also, there's your little sound clip for the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you still did those. I actually I know, don't. Yeah. I know, but if you still did those, there was your sound clip. Uh, yeah, the songs I wrote were Addicted to Vaginal Skin and uh, The Cryptic Stench. Yeah. And also, uh, I noted that Hammer Smash Face is on this record. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite on the album. No, and honestly, it was like... Uh, like in the kind of bottom half of songs that I dug on this, but, but, uh, yeah, I wrote good symbol choke riff to begin it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, there are way better songs on this. Mm-hmm. So, and there's way better songs throughout their catalog, but they always play hammer's face face it's live. Be- it's, like it's because it's honestly, it's the, it's the, the Ace Ventura. I mean, yeah, but tomb is known as one of their, like better records from this era you know what i mean yeah so that's and, and it's a fan favorite like i said post-mortal ejaculation is hands down my favorite on this on this record um here's here's like i said this is where chris and my notes get different okay uh so to put you in the mood i went to work early because i had to get some presents for my niece's birthday party and so I was like, I'm going to have some time to actually listen to these. So stopped in the old Burger King, got me a breakfast sandwich, right? Yeah. Sitting in my car, enjoying my breakfast sandwich. I guess I had the death metal up a little too loud. <laughs> um, a guy in a minivan covered in joystickers oh, no. just gave me the biggest look of disgust as I was eating my breakfast sandwich while listening to this album in my car. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Like, you want to talk about staring, fucking Christian daggers? Yeah, man, at that's me. they they can't have this kind of stuff going on in their world. It, was, it is their world, and it was a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, no, you went to church, and now you're here at work, and you're just listening to some fucking candle cores. What's wrong with that? Because it's definitely one of my coworkers rolled up and was like what the fuck and i'm like i don't i don't push it on you you don't have to like it and then he just kept on rolling yeah because this is a guy that he loves strange music and i don't know if you know what that is but that's the record label that has tech nine on it i thought you just meant like in a general sense like strange music i like dude you're listening to it I don't no, know. no 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 the record yeah, no, label tech nine is not for me right I know so what you're talking about. um but that's that's where um, that's where my notes really end on it. 
Uh, I well, I'll say I did dig that uh, snares not triggered, so we're not to that kind of era of of mm-hmm. heavy metal yet. And I definitely dig that. There's some dynamics in the drum sound, and I always am a fan of that. And I do like this record, but I feel like it's a little bit overrated. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what I'm saying. Compa- when Hammer you, when you face dig into is, the comments, Hammer of- Smash Face is overrated. Yes. The album itself is not because, like you said, the deep dives in it. Yeah, no, are they way it was fucking good. better. It was good than than the the number one song that everybody for sure. But but when uh, this one had fucked with a knife on it, didn't it? Or is that no? That's that's the bleeding. I think the bleeding. Yeah, yeah, F- yeah. Fucked with the, the knife was on the bleeding. Well, on and on that note, let's move to the bleeding, shall we? Well, do your lyric that you. Oh well, we're having so much anecdotes. Maybe we should do lyrics every other. Okay, that's fine. We have fine. all these like side anecdotes and shit. So. Okay, um, so <laughs> the YouTube comments for this one, which is why I was saying you could look up a lyric if you wanted oh, yeah, to while yeah, I was getting ahead. into my YouTube. Or, uh, I got three of them for this one, uh, and they're pretty quick. Um, from Dead as Fak, F-A-K, <laughs> he wrote, The parental advisory sticker is absolutely necessary. No other way to know it might not be suitable for minors. And... That's thanks for taking a picture of me, you asshole. <laughs> uh, turn your sound off next time so I don't hear the I don't camera. Know why it's on. So I don't hear the camera. I don't go. have any <laughs> idea why it's on. It's never on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Noob Dude wrote, and Dude is D O O D, wrote, such a nice Christian pop punk band spreading uh, the word of the Lord. Uh, so that I just think it's really funny that all of this Christian stuff was coming up. Yeah, I don't understand why he would post it as a comment. But. While, I would, while I was listening to CC. And then finally, at last, something that the entire family can enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All of these comments are kind of, they're trying to be cute. <laughs> I don't really understand why. <laughs> you know, like. I don't what what drives a person to go and comment on YouTube videos. That's what I want to know. Because everybody has to fucking give their opinion on every goddamn thing, and no matter what, well, that's what o- aren't, isn't that what we're doing right no, now? No, no, we're 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 having a discussion about. Yeah, you're right. And not, we have not sat there and been like, "This is the fucking bloody tampon of fucking music. This is awful." No, what the, like who fucking first off why did i think of that and second off who thinks of something like that and then is like yeah i'm gonna write that <laughs> all right let's do that and then people go in and upvote, upvote it. it yeah exactly um let's move on so the mother fucking bleeding 1994 this is when i texted chris dude <laughs> that is all and he wrote back huh yeah um, well, I knew you weren't going to follow up. No. That, you're, that's not really your style. It's not my style. <laughs> I, I dip in and then leave. Yeah. That's my style. On purpose. Um, I just want to I want to do this real quick. This is it for me. <laughs> well, it's good. No, you know. this is the best Cannibal Corpse album, in my opinion. Um, you will see why. I'm I'm going to disagree that's fine. Your opinion's wrong, but that's fine. Okay. I mean, you you're not you're in a in in good company if you say that it is because most people say that it is. As far as Cannibal Corpse fans, this is this is it. Um, uh, this is hands down probably the one that I listened to the most. This was the first one that I ever bought. Yeah. Um, 
solely because uh, the album cover is not there. There's really, I mean, it's just kind of like a close up on uh, like a like a muscle. Yeah, I didn't group. really. I didn't write down anything for it, so it didn't impact me. Um, it's uh, it's not. It's not. It's not like a typical Cannibal Corpse uh, album. Even the reissue on this one is the same cover. Um, so it wasn't the cover, and it was like it, it was this. Um, I, fu- I I wrote I fucking love this album. I find myself singing uh, singing along to it. How the fuck do I remember these songs? Yeah, I literally probably have not listened to this record in like eight years. <laughs> but you still know it. Yeah. Well, it must have uh, made an impression on you. So. I don't know if you noticed. But when I was going to get my second glass of water for the morning, no, I, I heard you singing lyrics. I literally woke up and had I have the reason, folks, that I had to delay doing this was because I'm not joking to you. I stopped listening to other records to can to re-listen to this one. I listened to this one while doing this at least six times. Well, I, then you're prepared to talk about it. Um, I I do I can tell you why. My criticisms of it, if you want me to. It's fine. Um, I just got to tell you this. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, I remember I remember vividly saying this while doing a Gravity Bong sesh, that if I was a wrestler, Strip, Raped, and Strangled would be my entrance music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's as good a song as any. Um, just that fucking, that opening riff. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-
I want to hear. Sure. It is. I. It needs to be louder. That's all I'm saying. And I know I'm just being nitpicky, but bear with me. I was, I was about ready to say that. Um, and I also noted that I don't. I didn't really like Chris's higher pitch scream on this. Oh, I fucking love it. Okay. And see, it's just it hits our ears differently. It doesn't mean anything that I don't like it as much as you do. I'm just saying I. For my taste, if we're comparing the records to each other, yeah, um, that was enough for me to be like, eh. But I do, as far as like the songs themselves, they're way stronger than most of the songs that we've heard up to this you, point. You, could, uh, it's, it, and they, the bass on this record is fucking next level. Wrote that, that. Da- I wrote that bass tone. The bass tone and the bass playing and the bass ri- everything about the bass on this record is fucking, ins- the fucking insane. The little, the little solos were yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, they honestly, like this, right after this is where they start going towards more progressive as far as like mm-hmm. uh, different song structures and that and adding bass solo and adding guitar solos in weird places and stuff like that. But they're right on the precipice of making that change. You know yep. what I'm saying? Nope. Absolutely. And agree. the bleeding, like, you know, I think that's the extent of what Chris Barnes was capable of as far as, like, nailing the vocals. Because in the documentary, they talk about this. They He recorded vocals for the next album, Vile, mm-hmm. and they weren't really that great. And, and he didn't feel good about it, and they didn't feel good about it. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go. Well, and he also is starting six feet under at this. Yeah, time. and he's and more that, comfortable with that. So he might that have, made you know. that made some of them in the band a little butt hurt. Yeah, because they were like, "Whoa, we never said that we were going to go do side project stuff." Um, yeah, and you know, we're a full time band. We're we've been putting out four records in four years, and we've been touring the entire time. So if, it's like, if anybody knows anything about Cannibal Corpse, Alex is the he's really the. Alex and bass player, yeah, and uh, the drummer, the drummer, Paul, the, yeah, th- they're Cannibal Corpse. I mean, yeah, the guitars have switched out over the years. Some of them come back, some of them don't. You know, yeah, the, they're the core. First off, um, you're a drummer, so your little your little anecdote on the snare needs to come up louder. It's a moot point. You, your your opinion doesn't matter. Um, and number two. There is, I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. It's definitely ripped off from other bands, but once again, what is um, the way his drumming style? Oh, okay. Um, but he has, he's being ripped off now. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's ripping off anybody. Oh, I, he flat out admits that when he first started, like that's all because that's all he knew how to play. Yeah, you know, like it was that. So then he as as the and and it happened. Especially over what fourteen fucking albums, they get better at their instrument. Oh, if totally. you don't get better at your instruments over fourteen albums, yeah, I don't know that necessarily he's ripping. I think like it's kind of impossible to play an instrument and not let your influences shine through, whether or not you want them to. Right, but it's but it's on you as a musician to take that and run with it for sure. But make it your own thing. Yeah, no, you want it. You want your voice uh, mm-hmm. in whatever instrument or or thing that you're doing in a band to shine through. Fuck, like, look at, look you want to be a you, you want to have a unique look what happened way to Dream of doing Theater. it. I mean, yeah, it's the same band, but Mangini really does bring his own. It's it's definitely unique to him. Oh yeah, and it's not as good. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Dream Theater is definitely not as good. Before that's the same. On. That's the second time we brought up Dream Theater. 
in a death metal podcast oh. and the, dude the trues are gonna fucking hate us <laughs> well, whatever i, I mean trues, uh, fuck you trues yeah so uh you got some more notes before not I on that them, one no before i read some youtube comments not on that one i do not I okay do not. uh so i'll look up some youtube comments while you look up the lyrics of a song are you gonna go with fucked with a knife because that one's pretty brutal um uh yeah i'll do that one okay uh i just have to type it in here okay Let's so see. fucked with <laughs> no go ahead uh so uh enlist in the cannibal corpse today the few the proud the cannibals um and then this was this was my favorite of the lyrics um this sounds like a burping contest with helicopters and machine guns in the background. All right. So that's I wonder what, if that's a fan or not. I don't know. <laughs> um, and honestly, that's the last YouTube comment that I had. Yeah. Um, Are you ready for some lyrics? Yes. Tied tight to the bed, legs spread open, bruised flesh, lacerations, skin stained with blood. I'm the only one you love. I feel her heart beating. My knife deep inside, her crotch is bleeding. She liked the way it felt inside her, fucking her. Harder. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to do from that one. Oh, you um, don't want to get to the part where he comes? <laughs> I, I really don't. <laughs> and I don't know what Kill that voice her. I don't that's know what that voice was. Oh, it's it sounded in a weird way, kind of like... Um, it's sort of like, like a, a Mike Judgey. Oh, see, I was thinking kind of like a, a primacy. Yeah, um, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, I forgot a YouTuber uh, comment from another song from Butcher to Birth. Okay. Uh, don't remember which song it is, but it says, I told my ex this song was about her. <laughs> and then the next one is, and this is the one I wanted to read. Cannibal Corpse is like if Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers were music, not people, if that makes sense. Uh, I saw that comment, yeah. And it's from Senior Nasty. <laughs> I almost picked that one because of it. Um, uh, I forgot another one from Butchered at Birth, too. Um, I like how careful the zombies are wearing those butcher aprons. Maybe they had a beer after work. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so i'm done i have no more youtube comments after that let's so. move to vile all right um, 96 96 uh give me one second while i'm deleting these notes you go ahead first with yours. okay so uh this is where corpse grinder takes over on vocals mm -hmm. um i wrote that the album opener uh is fucking awesome uh they definitely have something to prove to the trues on this record. Yes. And um, I believe that they were successful in the transition. Uh, I disagree. Okay. Uh, we'll get to why you think so here in a second. But uh, I think that the it's pretty obvious the production's more well-rounded on this as Ooh, far as like... Not the, not the fucking full disclosure, but the quality of this album that I listened to on YouTube was fucking terrible well then that's your fault I, mean, I couldn't find a better one that was the best one that i could f let find listen and it was okay. and it sucked that had nothing to do with the album yeah i'm and just saying it just it, it just i was like 
bummed that that was yeah. the best <laughs> fucking quality one that I could find. See, what I pinch. would do if I if I initially got to one where I got that fucking dreaded symbol hiss or whatever, it was, I would search until I found a playlist that had I did, right. but I was on a fucking limited time. Yeah, totally. So I was yeah. like, fuck. I, and it was funny, too, because uh, in the YouTube comments, I didn't screenshot it to like, do, yeah. but I remember it saying, the person that uploaded this should be fucking murdered. <laughs> That's actually fits though for for it's it's it was whatever. bad it it was so awful. but but okay so when you get to this and can listen to a good version of it mm-hmm. well uh, the if, production is more well rounded and the low end is very prominent where it wasn't ever before um if you if if you remember in the um in the uh uh documentary yeah uh corpse grinder was saying that. I guess he tried for like 45 minutes to an hour. Just yeah, it wasn't doing, working out at just first. Just doing that opening scream. And he, he said that he went in there and he kind of gave himself the look in the mirror. And he's like, come on, you fucking can do this. Don't don't blow this fucking opportunity that you have. Yeah. And then that's the one that's on the album. Uh, it is it is really cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it leads me into... I already miss Chris, and I get the argument that Corpse is better for Cannibal Corpse, and Chris is better for Six Feet Under. And yes, I like Six Feet Under, but this album doesn't hit me like the other ones do. Yeah, and that's totally, I mean, it's totally valid. It's just, it is a different kind of thing. Like, I did note on this as, like, it's way more technical than before as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, musically, I love it. Yeah. Um. But, but his vocals, you mean his vocal style, his tone, his yes, everything. Um, you're just not as into it as Chris's. This is this is probably my least favorite of their records. That's interesting. I I mean, it's I don't. I would I put it among my favorites, but I but I this was truthfully my first time ever listening to it all the way through. Yeah. So maybe I just need more time, and I would maybe rank it lower but i don't i don't know for sure i but i did note a lot of things like mm-hmm. uh let's see relentless beating it's an instrumental on this it's fucking amazing it's fu- it's uh, dude one of the my favorite songs that i heard in this entire mm-hmm. thing which is why i was like this album is doing something for me you know yeah. what i mean i mean it's a good what four minutes of just pure i mean it's fuck, it it's like i said it's a good album yeah, and and actually, YouTube from this song itself, um, this from Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> this song reminds me of myself, and then uh, and then, and then Kim H wrote "Me Too" while I'm jerking off. <laughs> so there you go. Um, no, but that song's great. Relentless beating. Uh, let's see. Uh. We have the trues chiming in. Can I ask you? Yeah. Do you think that I'm a true? No. Okay. I just think that you are more of a Chris fan than a George fan. And really, I think like a lot of fans have that problem. Um, especially fans that like back in the day when they first discovered them, they liked Chris more mm-hmm. initially. You know what I mean? And then you get introduced... But George has been in the band for like three times as long as him mm-hmm. and still tours with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've been very consistent. It's crazy that he was their first pick yeah. to replace. Yeah. And he's lasted this long. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, but he's, the, outla- he's outlasted guitarists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, realistically, almost everybody besides the bass player and the drummer. And here's here's the thing: Metal Blade was freaking out. Like, how are you going to get rid of your front man? And I understand yeah. that to most people, the front like, it's crazy when I hear someone like Kevin Smith sit there and say, uh, in one of the last podcasts that he did, um, he's like, he's like. Music doesn't mean anything to me. All I want to hear is what the person is singing about. Yeah. And I am so the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's he's more f- into uh, a f- writing. And- a front man, to me, doesn't make a band. Right. To me, honestly, the guitarists in Cannibal Corpse don't make that band. It's the fucking bass and drums. And it's the two main people, really. Yeah, totally. I mean, they the rhythm section is very strong in this band. I just... It, so... That's that's just my thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Oh, what I was gonna mention though from the song "Disfigured," uh, somebody wrote, "Garbage." Fisher ruined the song. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, how how is it that Fisher ruined the song? Because it was never a song before Fisher was. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe maybe they're referencing uh. how. Chris did vocals for it, and then Fisher came in, so he's getting they're getting extra true about it. I was going to say, yeah, when – God forbid that the band knows what's best for them. Exactly. Like, Chris wasn't, Chris wasn't into it anymore, you know. And he wasn't into their technical style. Like, that wasn't what he was used to with his band, and he, they're getting all crazy song structure-wise and stuff. He just w- wasn't able to transition like they were, you know? So that's – it's a hard truth, but you got to swallow it. Exactly. Like, get the fuck over yourselves. Final comment on this record. They really stepped it up. This record has large balls swinging. Dang. So. Deep ball swinging, huh? I feel like the, that record was heavy as fuck is, is where my head was at. Uh, moving on, mm-hmm. though, shall we? Yes, sir. 98? What is it? Gallery of Suicide. Gallery of Suicide. Now that's that's a very interesting title. Uh, I did not know that they had an album titled that. Um, this is full disclosure. This is where I jumped off the Cannibal Corpse ship. Yeah. Um, I fucking love this record though. Yeah. Uh, but it's like the last one. I like I said. I remember seeing Kill in stores and stuff like that, but I never picked it up. Yeah. Uh. Well, the, once you the, jump off of a band, you have a ten- I, I think you are like that, though, with a lot of things. Like we mentioned with Walking Dead recently and stuff like that. Like, once you jump off of something, it's really hard to get you to go back. Yeah. I, I moved on. Yeah, exactly. That's very much how you are. Um, you become an old man in your ways. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I... It's a, it's, first well, off, first off... Yes, I am turn I'm slowly fucking turning into my father. I look more and more like him every day. <laughs> I'm becoming more and more hard-headed. I'm pretty sure I'm getting fucking psoriasis in the same spot that he is. Yeah. I'm turning into my father, but it's funny. This has nothing to do with Cannibal Corpse, but right there I have the movie Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Haven't watched it. I went to I went to the Wall J to like I said to get my niece a present, and I was like I'm going to see what movies are out. I I, I feel like watching something. And I was like, oh, this came out. I want to give this a shot. I'm standing there waiting for somebody to open up the little. I, ha- I can fucking, I can open up these little cases. Yeah. 
It's a fucking magnet and it slides open. Um, but the lady goes, oh, you want to watch this? Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, she goes. She saw it and she's judging about it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the fuck, bitch. Oh, I love that. I love that interaction so much. Oh, you want to watch this? You're getting ready to buy it. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like you, not only are you getting ready to watch it, you're getting ready to buy it and ever permanently in your collection, unless you were to go flip it somewhere. Right. But that it's just so. But like, you know me, I'm not that style. Like, yeah. But fucking this, this person. Uh huh. I, I just can't even. Yeah, and. It it's whatever. Um so, I man, when pe like when people say shit to you in public like that though, don't you want to be like, Who the fuck are you? Oh, Mazeltov for documenting asshole parkers, by the way. Do what now? For documenting how people don't know how to fucking park in a space. Oh, dude. It's kind of the, it's in the same vein as that. It Somebody is. judging and you and this happened to me again last night at work. Oh my god. Maybe we should save more of this for next week. Okay. Because we're going to go way off on a tangent. Yeah. We still have more albums to cover. Um, however, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I literally, I physically put my phone down and clapped. Yeah. I was like, fucking right, Every, Chris. Fucking right. I'll just say this for listeners who didn't see that video, the short, very short video that I posted on my Facebook. You can go back and look it up. At that breakfast place. Or his Instagram. Every motherfucking car in the parking lot now granted it's a small parking lot and mm -hmm. it was probably like 10 cars 10 cars should not all be parked out of spaces yeah that is not something that happens every I day i also gave you a clap because i was like damn that price is fucking killer like their breakfast is dope at that place breakfast and burgers yeah you've taken me there have i yes i guess like, we did eat like there twice. i can't remember and the first time i had breakfast and the second time i had a burger <laughs> <laughs> fuck we need to go back it's fucking good that place is awesome i loved that place yeah. and that's actually one of our go-to still yeah i love that place. okay so um, god damn it sorry. anyway um, gallery of suicides gallery of suicide um it's really fucking cool seeing this uh this cover uh somebody performing fucking harry carry on themselves Just yeah like, I like the cover. This is not one of my favorites, though, this album, truthfully. Um, Even though it is George and production is okay. You know. uh, I wrote on here, um, still shitty quality for YouTube, um, but already better than Vile. I, I, did, I, I had this album. Uh, it's just okay. Yeah, I got to say, on these couple we're about to cover and the last one i did have to search for the correct playlist you know what i'm saying yeah like there's high quality versions and there's definitely shitty quality versions and i feel like that kind of happens with a lot of albums on mm -hmm. youtube because people just don't care enough like your dad yeah um uh, i did wrote uh does not give me the tingle in my nuts like the other ones yeah but it's it's still as far as like because like i was telling you before i only have re really truly given two albums of corpses a shot yeah of the two it's funny that you like vile better than this one i like this one better than vile so yeah uh we'll get we'll art get is to, subjective folks uh, yeah exactly here's all my comments on this and it's, there's a there's quite a few actually um snare is flat and buried ish so that was lame maybe i like flat snares maybe <laughs> that's why saint anger is my favorite album of all time that's false <laughs> And you know it. Uh, 
riffs come fast and a plenty. So the first few songs is just like in your in fucking face. In your fucking face, yeah. Uh, it's funny that we both said in your yeah, fucking is face. It, are you, is there an echo in here? <laughs> uh, the song Sentence to Burn uh, definitely has like grooving quality to it that like previously was not as prevalent, mm-hmm. you know? They're getting more into the grooving riffs as we get closer to the 2000s. Yeah. Um, Pantera influence, I felt, on this record, uh, which is not a bad thing. Uh, there's a video for one of the songs, I think it's in us to burn, where uh, there's an electric chair, but they they put a football, football helmet on him to electrocute him. I, I just like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, it's a very cheap video, though. Um, title track for this is great. So there's at least two songs I liked on this. Oh, and the instrumental from Skin to Liquid was my f- one of my favorite songs again. Once again, the instrumentals instrumental. are fucking killer. Yep. Um, They're in- oh, we've said it before. And it was like, I think it was like in the middle of the record, too, which is weird to do, but... I, I dug it. I did, too. Uh, it was a slower track, too, and it was really, like, total different mode from their normal thing. And I was it was good enough that I posted it to social media and be like, fucking these guys do cool instrumentals, you know? Because I, I was honestly... This was your first take at this. I anyway, was mar- yeah, and I was marathoning these, you know. Yeah. I did, like, three one day and four the other day. And I did have to take breaks a little bit in between because that's very much how I process death metal records. I can't take it all at once, you know. Uh, but Saturday, or actually Sunday morning, was awesome this past weekend because it was a uh, it was daylight saving. So, oh, yeah. so I got that's, an extra hour. I had I, an extra hour to listen to one of these. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I keep looking at my time and I'm like, oh boy, we've gone really long. But it's okay. Uh, let's see. No, I mean, my clock still says it's 10 o'clock. Oh. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's actually wrong. Yeah. Uh, I did write that the back half of this record takes a big dip, though, so I only really like the first half. Uh, moving on. I think, did I get any? Oh, I did get a YouTube for this one. Okay. Uh, from the opening song, This and Devoured by Vermin. Send them to my brother-in-law every year on the anniversary of him killing my sister as a reminder of what's waiting should he get paroled. Because I plan on feeding that fat fuck to starving rats. Holy fucking shit. Damn. I mean, and it is from YouTube user Random Guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that got fucking intense really quickly. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's a real thing or not. And then Josh Holbrook, Josh Holbrook wrote, do it. (laughs) YouTube user Jim Jones. Okay, so wait, Josh Holbrook. Jim Jones, huh? I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, Okay, so that's it for my YouTubes, I think. Moving to 99, Bloodthirst. Mm -hmm. You haven't listened to this? Uh, No, I, I I ran out of time. And, and like I said, I do apologize. It's okay. I, I Most, did cover it. So. It's mostly because I listened to The Bleeding six times. So. <laughs> it's, it's totally uh, reasonable for you to do. So, uh, okay. So, Bloodthirst. It's a total me thing to do. <laughs> First two tracks are kind of meh. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> okay, so here's another YouTube from the song Unleashing the Bloodthirsty. Yeah. The girl wrote, I am 11. What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely dug that. Uh, slower tempo riffs and drums get me. I uh, agree. Ecstasy and Decay was a song that I really liked. Then I wrote out of a, in a very high moment of frustration. If I got to hear people hate or love Claire McCaskill one more goddamn time. <laughs> uh, tomorrow we'll be done with it. I know. Well. Until. Yeah. Two more years. <sighs> Motherfucker. Okay. So uh, Sickening Metamorphosis. Another favorite. Uh, BT Bam. Definitely loved this shit. Uh-huh. Uh, you could hear very clear uh, influence on some of these songs, especially this song, Sickening Metamorphosis. I over-enunciated that. <laughs> Loved it. That was great. You should do that more often. <laughs> uh, and the album closer, Condemned to Agony, uh, they faded out. Yeah. And it's, I, I kind of fucking started starting to hate when people fade out stuff. For no other reason than just to fade it out. I, I, I'm completely different. I love the fade out. I, I hate it because they're doing, more often than not, whatever band is doing cool shit when they're fading out. And I want to hear more of that cool shit that they're doing. Like, just do the cool shit up until you have more, no more cool shit to do, and then <laughs> stop it. Uh, you know? Or maybe they just couldn't think of an ending, and which, by the way, that's fucking a cop-out to just fade it out, so... I gotta hold on. I gotta adjust. I'm slowly just <laughs> you're like, sinking into I'm yourself. Sinking into my it's awful adjustment period. Okay, so that wraps up every record we we covered. Out. Don't talk yet because you don't have the fucking mic in your face. Uh, look at this. Look how bad I was. <laughs> it went so far down. <laughs> your posture is awful. Um, so I kind of. After watching a uh, a de- metal debate mm-hmm. that I, I actually sent you the link to, I don't know if you watched it or not. Uh, I did not have time, but I did I did read the doctor's notes on why people like death metal. Oh yeah, I sent you a link to that. I've been sending you random stuff that has showed up in my feed <laughs> about death metal. About it's because it's because Alexa's fucking listening to you, man. Get that shit out of your house. It definitely is. Uh, I think it's more than more just my phone that's picking up stuff. Not oh yeah, even for sure. My, yeah, because that Alexa's not even hooked up to the internet. So anyway, uh, I kind of picked my top five in no order, and that's right after I got done listening to the the uh, the stuff we covered in mm-hmm. this spot back half. So the ones that I wrote down are, mm-hmm. and I know you're definitely going to disagree with most of these. What, I mean, what does it matter? Oh, shit. I didn't talk about Red Before Black. Let's talk about Red Before Black for a second. <laughs> okay. This is the latest record. I know you haven't heard it yet, but you're going to because we're going to see this tour. Right, yeah. Uh, 2017. The cover, uh, a tired, insane person in a uh, wife beater is stabbing a person not seen, and there's lots of blood. Sweet. Moving on. Uh <laughs> I I liked it. I liked the cover. Uh, production, everything where it needs to be. Less reverb on the snare, kind of Slayer-ish. 
title track's very thrashy. Third song is a total hardcore riff into complete death metal insanity. Uh, YouTube comment. Uh, so funny. Cannibal Corpse was in the time where there was two camps as far as like heavy music. Oh, yeah. It was like fucking death metal or hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like you said, the trues would always be like, well, mine's fucking better. Yeah. So, YouTube comment from user Phenomenal Douchebag. <laughs> I love that name. That's so good. That's just me. Wrote, That's me. Just, yeah. That's just me. wrote orgasm. That's all he wrote. Uh, I, I noted, I love how the songs end. There's no bullshit outro or fade outs. As previously mentioned. Uh, songs that I noted uh, remaimed. How are we friends? Uh, because I put up with you. Uh, okay. Simple as that. <laughs> uh, the song Remained has evil fucking riffs in it. So look forward to that. Uh, YouTube. Um, I don't know. Wait a second. Oh, okay. Give me a second. Got to look up a YouTube comment that i put i'm sorry on I, I still can't get that riff out of my head i'm still chugging it right now in my head oh um in one of the songs a youtube a youtuber commented lol he said penises <laughs> um somebody wrote haha that got voted twice <laughs> and then uh Somebody responded to the responded to them saying, nah. "If you guys find that funny, you really aren't mature enough to listen to this music. Why defend it? Why does it even matter? Why does it fucking even matter? I don't know. The reason I was asking how are we even friends is because what I like in music, apparently you fucking don't like, and what so you like uh, useless, uh, meaningless fade outs and." outros yes okay that doesn't make any sense um it, it okay does. so firestorm vengeance progish at times head shoveled off is another really good song this fucking stand hey listen man i don't know what to tell you they were at your house so you're the one in charge you're the you're the stand tech jesus uh, christ <laughs> varied assortment of drum beats i dig that uh they're not they're still not reinventing their sound though they stick with the tried and true uh, and then a youtuber wrote uh southerners pretended to yawn at this song what does that even fucking mean i'm just baffled by you, this you gotta shit. be high to listen to or to read the fucking youtube comments. i guess anyway here's the top five that i wrote i alluded to it earlier here it is uh-huh vile kill eaten back to life torture and red before black okay off the top of your head do you know what yours would be yeah uh gallery of suicide and then the first four <laughs> simple enough dude i and, and it goes in that order i a yeah. gallery of suicide is my is my probably least favorite as okay. far as like, i was gonna say if my favorite bottom yeah yeah i mean like it it's like my least favorite of my favorites and then all the chris barn in the order that they in happen. the order that they re released yeah because the bleeding is hands down nothing is going to be better than that so backwards in the order of release yeah so it would be like number five would be gallery and oh, okay then i get it number now. four in would reverse be order. eaten back to life yeah yeah um butchered at birth tomb of the mutilated and then the bleeding um 
So a lot of that, yes, has to do with nostalgia. Yeah. But um, it's it's just funny because I listened to Cannibal Corpse back in the day, and you didn't. Yeah. And we have such different favorites, comparatively speaking, because I don't think that's why. I just I think I kind of viewed it with no attachment whatsoever and not being a super huge death metal fan. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, like I said, I, and yes, I will suck his dick to the end of time. I am a huge fan of guttural, and Corpse does not do guttural. True. He's a projector. Yeah. Um, does it fit Cannibal's music? Absolutely. And the lyrics are all spot on for what they do, and and the, rhythmically they're placed well, but all that is not enough to sell you. <laughs> and that's fine. That's just because you like Chris's style better, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I also think it's because the earlier stuff is more thrashy, and I like that a little bit more. Yeah, I did too. Honestly, that's why I included a couple of them uh, in mine, I think. You did. Eating Back to Life? Yep. And Torture? Which, which is that? Eating Back to Life is like like we were saying before. Um, eating Back to Life is, well, the first four is Eating Back to Life, Butchered at Birth, Tomb of the Mutilated, and then The Bleeding, so... You have one of the old ones in there. And, yeah, I mean, like like I said, the, that's the one that I liked the most out of those, I think. The early Slayer-ish one. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what, you can tell their influence big time. Totally. Um, okay, so we are going to see that show later this month. Mm-hmm. We'll obviously have a show that's probably going to be primarily all about that show. Um. I do know next week we're going to cover, here's just a preview of what we're going to cover. The shit we were alluding to earlier about the parking Uh bullshit. I have some uh, pretty insane dad news. Okay. Uh, So, sorry to keep people waiting, but you got to wait a week to hear that. It's cool. Uh, I went to a concert this past week that I did not talk about this week, so gonna cover that mm-hmm. and then whatever else is whatever else i will say this uh after fi- after doing the uh reading the research paper on why why do people enjoy death metal music yeah um it's uh the the answer is because they like it <laughs> yeah no that's uh, people uh are people respond well mentally and mental health wise to things that they like so if you like a death metal and you don't think it just sounds like a bunch of noise then of course it's going to be good for you it was like it was like it was like some it was like it was shocking to find that most people that are were into death metal were not turned off by the vulgar and disgusting lyrics they actually got pleasure from them and and the people that were turned off by it did not get pleasure from them. It's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Because they don't like them. No, you like easy listening. You don't want to hear fucking someone talking about slitting a throat of somebody as they're coming. Like, yeah. they, they don't want to hear that. But let's just be for real. Most of the time, it's hard to understand what they're saying anyway. It is. Um, but, cause but I will tell you they this, have lyrics. Because here's, lyric here's what I did. And I, here's what I did. I took, like I said, probably my favorite song. From Cannibal Corpse, and I, Chris's Chris's vocals on it, 
and then I watched a live, per- and it is a live performance, and it was fucking amazing, of them doing it with Corpse Grinder. You can't hear it, anything that he's saying, but you can clear as day hear what Chris is saying. Yeah. It's the difference between a projector and a low guttural voice. And I definitely didn't enjoy the song as much. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I I don't... I have no idea what their set's going to be like at all. I don't know if they favor certain records or not. Uh, I I'm, think it's, I think it's like most, most bands. Yeah. They've got the, they've got the five songs from the new album that they're going to do. And then they just cycle through so that every night doesn't get stale. And they, and you have to do that. If I don't know. But I don't playing, think you do have to do that though. I think there's I plenty do. of bands that stick with the same set list. Oh, I couldn't fucking do it. I, I, I mean, I would get bored of it too. Yeah. But, there is something to say about really locking into a good set and really being in the zone with it and feeling like you are nailing these songs better than you've ever played them. Like, you know, when Thorhammer would go and play, we would have two shows in one week or something like that. Uh-huh. And we played the same set at both, just in different places. It felt like the second one was pretty much always better. Okay. It's just, and it just and different approaches, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, all that to say, like, as far as between the two vocalists, like, I'm to be a hundred percent honest, I'm not going there to see Corpse Grinder. Me neither. I'm going there to see that band fucking rip it. That's exactly why I'm going to. And I'm here. I'm there. I hear the fucking drums like wet my fucking ear pussy a little bit Ooh. even though i have earplugs uh, in I'm gonna fucking tongue the shit out of the drippings <laughs> that's there live will not be buried <laughs> no. ever no it's gonna cut through like a fucking knife it's in delmar hall bro it's it's I gonna mean, be sick yeah dead yeah. hands down is probably my favorite venue in st louis yeah and uh, another teaser, I did actually come out of my retirement for the second time this year. Did you really? Yeah, and my arm still hurts. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to our ham and eggies. Did you already say what yours is? No, but I am Go going ahead. to have two. Okay. Um, well, where's my pen? Oh, hold on. You got to get your pen? Okay. Uh, so this is a double, but it goes in the same grouping, and you'll see why. Uh, P. Diddy and the Beastie Boys. Ooh, I don't. I need to hear your reasoning on this for killing samples in music. Um. Hmm. Well, yeah, I know Beastie Boys were pretty known for doing the whole sample thing. I also hate the Beastie Boys, so. Oh. Well, that's just wrong. No, it's not. They're not good. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll be happy that one of them is dead now. Oh, I'm never happy that anybody's dead. That's fucked up that you would say that. Well, I think that I was trying to make it seem like you would say that and not be serious about it. Such an asshole. This is a comedy show. (laughs) Uh, Is it, though? Sometimes. Okay. Uh, P. Diddy, I'll agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but they they single-handedly, because they overdid it, and yeah. it ruined it for everyone else. And think about it. You don't hear samples as far as, like, from movies or anything like it. Just You don't really hear that anymore. No. It was a th- it was a product of his time. Oh, I-, yeah. I will say this, though. Um, Faith No More really utilized it to its fucking fullest potential on Angel Dust, and that's probably 
uh, it might be my favorite record of all time and there's a buttload of samples on that so uh it can be done well yeah once (laughs) (laughs) on angel dust and that's it um trying to think of what my ham and eggy would be I'm okay. I've since we mentioned it plenty of times. I'm gonna say burying the snare ever on a heavy metal record mm-hmm. is fucking blasphemy. Do not bury my beloved fucking metal snare, please. Do not ever do or do, do not, that. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Green. I was trying to do a fade out. Just metal bean. Fade out. Don't no, <laughs> I I can't do that. And we're ending here. Fade. No, I I'm cutting out that fucking fade. <laughs> I know. Stop. Bye. Fade. <laughs>